Um, season one or season one, section one hundred nine, season. I'm review. not nervous. Take one. <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> if we ever start keeping that drops, so that'd be such a good. I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. <laughs> All right, ready? You can tell we're a little rusty. Right. Holy shit, we're podcasting. We're Woo! back, baby! Let's is, go. I know that you all thought that Breezy drove a van and that we all were in the back of the van and he rode off a cliff and we all passed away, but that actually didn't happen. And 2020 has been crazy, but not that crazy. I mean, I mean, Breezy shaved his beard. He doesn't drive a van anymore. He doesn't drive. It could have been. A, it would have been a, a Budweiser van too. No, it was a pan, it was a panel van. No windows. Oh, true. Well, then that's just less of a crime scene. I mean, it's just less likely for me to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, welcome back to the Section 109 podcast. It has been honestly way too long. Um, we have a couple of really cool things we're going to talk about. We're going to tease. Uh, a pod that we're going to do in January because we are alive and we are going to podcast more. Ooh. And we're sorry it's taken so long, but you know, 2020 has been a, a crazy year and I'm, I'm, I'm just glad to be back in the studio with you boys. I've missed you. Smitty's a married man now. A married. Dirty married man. It's crazy. Matthew went from two knees to one knee back to two knees in, since the time we last podcasted. Yeah, let's call it one and a half knees right now. I mean, okay. I watched you come upstairs. You made it. You did. Good job. You also told all of us to go first so that you didn't hold us up, though, which I I appreciate. Jay has a super dope beard. Thanks, man. I'm twisting the mustache out, too. But you know the wife is going to be like, hey, cut that shit. I mean, listen, (laughs) it took mine quite a while, but eventually she she got real fed up with it. So I'm, you know, it's part of the reason I shaved. Yep. Well, uh, before we jump straight into the pod, I want to talk about something that happened. So we did have a video pod that came out with Owen where we talked about super fun, super dope. The doc. The holy doc. holy shit. That is going to premiere on what, Breezy? It's PB the local PBS affiliate, WTCI. WCTI, or TCI. W- what yeah, the we local PBS that. affiliate. It's amazing. Um which yeah, that's I can't wait. that's fucking wild. It's paid for by viewers like you. <laughs> I hope they're paying for the doc. Yeah, no, I, I I'm so excited for that. Uh, you know, everybody watches all or nothing or, or anything else, but we, so we did that video, um, interview with Owen, but we also did an entire season review and on, on video, on video. And my hair we was did it, on point. It, it was fire. Smitty and I dressed almost exactly alike on accident for our first video. And, podcast. They, and they were framed in the same exact frame <laughs> on the, uh, on the shot. So but, we shared a camera, but I, I got a job at a, a video <clears throat> production studio this year and that was the first thing I ever tried to record by myself, and I fucked it up. <laughs> I didn't Listen, put man, a, I happens. didn't put a program view, so there was no audio. None of you are gonna understand what I'm saying, but it got it, somebody it out got, there does. It got messed up. You so, live, you learn. So we are, you but get loves, but but there are more of those to come. Listen, I'm, all seriousness, I don't care. It's it's all good, dude. The fact that we're gonna have access to do video stuff sometime in the future again. Yeah. Means I don't care. Also, it was such a cool like thing, and you managed to salvage the one thing. If you had to choose between the season review and the cool video we did with Owen talking about the doc, that like got us to find out about the doc before it came out. Like, I mean, obviously the the right one got salvaged, and you know we'll do the season review now. Well, man, now I know what the fuck I'm doing, so I'm super excited because I think there's I think there's some really cool possibilities. We already have an episode that we have in mind. So what is that episode going to look like, Jay? 
We're going to tell them in a little bit. Okay. We're not going to tell them yet because we have a segment of this podcast where we are going to go over pretty much what we're going to do in that as Breezy pours mo- more Buffalo Boys, Trace into you, his. We are doing good work on this bottle. We, we just cracked this fresh bottle and it's probably a th- almost a third gone. Maybe it's a quarter gone. And I know I know nobody who listens to this podcast is going to listen to a podcast that I love called Bussin' with the Boys, but no free shout outs. Shout out, but no free shout outs. I've always wanted to say that because I listen to another podcast. Where they say <laughs> is that. Is that, do they say that? I'm, I've watched a little bit of Bustin' with the Boys. Shout out, they Will Will Compton and I, who plays for the Titans. He he is one of the hosts. The, yeah, the, more the main guy. Him, yeah. him and I chirp back and forth on Instagram all the time. He always talks to me. Fucking hilarious, dude. Humble brag. So yeah, funny. serious humble brag. There. He's cool, man. I really like him. I, t- I one time I DM'd him and was like, dude, your podcast had me because it was like I was listening to Bustin' with the Boys and was like, we should start with the CFC podcast, you know. So I told him, you know. Whatever, let's jump. Let's, let's get a do bus it. studio. I mean, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Actually, um, <laughs> if, if I'd be super unoriginal, and copy someone. <laughs> no, no, let's just buy an RV and then podcast at every uh, road game. Take Whoa, dude, I'm game. from Nashville. RVs are a little bit Sorry, of a sore not subject. Tr- not right trying now. to trigger you right now. Um, oh yeah, too soon. But also, <laughs> I really want to buy an RV and refinish it and put it on YouTube. That would be sick. That would be sick, and you'd get hell of views. All right, well, let's jump into let's it. Do man. it. So we are gonna go through a year-end review because we are near the end of the shittiest year of all 2020 yeah we made it through the holidays i'm not even gonna count new year's as a holiday because it's just gonna be a collective sigh yeah um of gratitude and we're all gonna say r.i.p not in peace to 2020 r.i.p in pieces yeah r.i.p in pieces (laughs) rest in peace psych (laughs) <laughs> yeah, RIP in pieces. All right, so let's jump straight in. We kind of have two, like, seg or three segments of the season, right? We have the preseason, mm-hmm. and you guys correct me if you think this is different, but we have the preseason where we played three games against amateur opponents. They counted in the sense that the boys were on the field, but there were no fans, and the competition was not at a high level. So it was, and it was preseason. We saw a lot of players that maybe didn't. Um, play as much during the regular season. And then we had the regular season, which was short. And then we had the Nisa bubble tournament, which was also pretty short. And then we had this like little bit of friendlies after the season that I'd kind of lump in with the the preseason as as being interesting but not informative, or maybe informative but not interesting. I don't really know how to say that. One so, game was slightly informative, but we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one both games made me want to bash my head against the wall. Um, but I just beat the drum really hard. But we had fans. So anyway, let's start, though, right at the beginning. So... If we look at our first three games, and I think we've talked about them a little bit in past pods, but leading up to the Michigan Stars game, we had won three in a row, very convincingly. No fans except Matt and I were there. Yeah, you say that every time. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so I watched it from my living room. Smitty and I watched it from my living room. Yeah, we did. Um, and so Socially we, distanced. Of course. But Savannah... Right, we played. Or no, who do we play first? Georgia, Georgia Revolution, then yep. Savannah, Savannah Clovers, and then Soda, Soda City. City. Yeah, and 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 Georgia Revs was probably the best of. I, not probably was definitely the best of those three teams. Um, Shout overall, out to talent no, wise. Noah Elder, who's still Shout hit, out, man. Still, hit, still hits me up only every now and then. And that was that was. Oh yeah, that was such a banger. That was well, no, he banger. didn't score the banger. He's the sixteen-year-old. Oh yeah, right left back. Left back. Oh, he no, had the, he's uh, the one that almost scored the backwards he had the, header. Yeah, the backwards but Alec header. Reddington was a grown-ass man. Yeah, he was. <clears throat> God, it's so long ago. Okay, so we come out of those three games, though, and I want to lead us straight into the regular season, if that's all right with you guys. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So, And let's not spend too much time talking about this game because it sucked. But we came in kind of riding a high, dominating, went up to Michigan, and um, can you give me the um, sound effect that you know 
it's like a dying fart or you know something similar. Ugh, I haven't clicked these buttons in so long. Here we go. Nope. Well, that's what I did to my brains after the game. <laughs> well done. Well, no, that was definitely not, not it. Okay, that's the opposite. Here yeah. it is. No, I, mean, I might have done away with it, Breezy. That, that was so loud. Yeah, that was so loud. So that was that was louder than the fans in the stands so, cheering cheering the Michigan Stars win. Hey oh. So somebody first of all just smashed their their radio with their right hand as they were driving when that when that came through super Sorry loud. Sorry for everybody wearing headphones. Yeah, including all including four of us sitting at the table. <laughs> no, yeah, the only thing that was actually worse than that game was the camera angle and the shitty quality of the stream. Honestly, the game was worse. The game was a no, lot he worse. The, he said the only thing. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. The Matt, only, Matt has a point. You yeah. say don't ever, don't ever talk shit about that camera angle that bad as unfair <laughs> to that camera angle to call it as bad as that game. So anyway, we go up there, we come out flat, and let, I don't want to talk about specific player performances or whatever. The entire team was flat. The game plan was bad. It was just bad. And and, and coach, you know, Coach Fuller told us as much. Um, like it, it, semi publicly, right? Like this isn't a secret. You know, he said like, look, we got it all wrong. Um, I, I don't remember if he said it in an interview or if he just said it, you know, to he might have said people, it on the pod. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been so long ago. But basically, everything was wrong with that game, right? So, does anybody have anything else they want to add from that game? No, I, 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 I me personally, Matt. What about you? you I'll, I'll just point out that uh, at the same time as that game happened, we had a couple guys go out with injuries, uh, which was a theme. Which was, which was a the thing. They were out for a couple games. Um, that was when that was when Bement got injured uh, at the end of the Independent Cup. Bement. Uh, yes, I know. He's been on this podcast, you son of a bitch. I know. Uh, Caleb Jackson got <laughs> Put hurt. Put some respect on my man's name. Caleb what does Jackson he do when got he hurt the in the. Um, he beams it. Caleb Jackson got hurt in the first half. He's having none of this. Uh, didn't play another minute the rest of the season. That sucked. Uh, Sean yes, Hofstadter got hurt at the um, in the Independent Cup and. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and was out for was out for a few games. This is, I mean, a lot of things happened at the same time. Yeah, and and I think I think we came in thinking, you know, we can possess the ball against these guys. They're not that good. You know, a couple of us have played them the year before. Mm. Uh, and, and it was and, not. It was. It and was Michigan, not. And Michigan Stars are a very different team than they were in 2019. Exactly. Yes, credit to, credit out, to them. They, I mean, they pre- they they high press, and if they don't turn you over, then they run back. They sit in a block and they just. Don't let you through. They're super physical. And by the way, they they could have, and they're and they're very good on set pieces, which was one of our strengths this year that they were able to negate. They could have beat anybody, and we'll get we'll, as we f- get further into this, we'll remember more, I'm sure. But they could have beat anybody this year. They were as they were as good on their day as anybody was. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. They, they smashed Detroit when they played them in the bubble. Yeah. yeah. They gave yeah. they gave the Cosmos a very good. Um, run against. I mean, like drew drew them in New York. They were they were very 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 good overall. They were uh, definitely not the stars that we knew. No, no. They, Honestly, they, they they're were the, as good they're as the kind their of team. Is crazy. Yes, they're the kind of team that you actually want to send uh, on behalf of the United States of America into Concacaf. Oh yeah, they were the definition of Concacafy. Like they just they ruining are, they, they are that kind of team that could, that could make a run. That's well, kind of a side note though. To, to get away from a depressing game and move on to an amazing performance oh so so going into that game how were you guys feeling hold on no how were you feeling what was your <laughs> score prediction for that game i agree four zero detroit city correct i was two zero detroit City. i was positive we were gonna yeah. lose four nothing yeah maybe more honestly i i just thought we were bad yeah i don't 
I don't remember how I felt. I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic all the time, I think, and that it is one of my vices, and I'm fucking, like, super I am, too, and I still picked us to lose 2-0. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I, I don't remember how I felt. I do remember how I felt when I, I saw the... Deep, deep, deep despair is what I felt after from the time we left Michigan Stars until we played Detroit City. And then... Uh, yeah, we had, like, fourth minute... Darwin Lom gets up. Hey, what time is it? Hey guys, what time is it? Just ha- just asking for a friend. <laughs> uh-huh. the, the fourth minute, so we didn't have to despair for too long. Oh no 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 no! We watched that game together, and you know that we were convinced. <laughs> so let's tell a little story. Um, my this wife, is a great story. My wife is a much better human than me, and is besides that, she is not a avid sports fan. The only team she cares about well the two things she cares about in sports in in the grand scheme of things romanian gymnastics in the olympics which because they're good she's she's into that and cfc those are the only two things she cares about she could not care less about any other sporting activity so she does not have the jaded dumb sports opinions and, and superstitions that the rest of us had oh i know this story so matt and uh yeah. well i mean i told this on the uh on yeah. the last pod <laughs> so matt and smitty and i Rip. are all in uh my living room with ella and it's just the four of us and we're watching the game and we score first and we of course go absolutely crazy. I had poured whiskey for all of us and I think I spilled half of mine and it was the good whiskey. So we drank the good whiskey the rest of the game if you guys remember. Um not complaining, it was awesome. So we we all get really excited and then as soon as we we go up one nothing, I'm like, "Okay, well we're going to lose 4-1." Like it, it's fine. <laughs> right. We're going to lose 4-1. And so we start making comments, every ball that goes in is going to be a like it gets kicked in is going to be a goal. Like we're just making very negative sports fan comments as you do when you're worried. So normal to anybody who understands where you're coming from. And at, at a certain point, she's like, "Hey, you guys are being, and I'm going to paraphrase, you guys are being real assholes. Like, be nice. These guys are trying hard and they're, we're winning. Why are you saying like in, in, we're, in we're context, doing good in context?" This is the 85th minute. And we're, we're up 2-0. And, <laughs> and, and like Detroit's not sniffing anything. And, and, and we're both, we're all like, we're going to lose. We're still going to lose. We're going to lose. And she goes, she goes, hey, we're winning. We're playing great. You guys need to stop being assholes or something like that. I'm <laughs> paraphrasing. I think she was nicer than that. But she was very like perturbed. And In we, unison, we turned, exorcist head turn. We, t- we all turned around and pointed, get out. <laughs> get out of the house. Go outside. Spin around three times. Do whatever you got to do. And then you come back in and you shush. You don't say those things. And she was like, why? And we're like, you don't Do jinx things. Do not tempt the wrath upon the high top thing. And then, um, yeah, she was less than pleased with us, but um, we won. And it's how the cookie crumbles, man. It is. And she forgave you. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> She's dealt with dumber things that I've done. <laughs> well, so we we, so, uh, we said Darwin, uh, then Zeka scores off Zeka has has corner. the uh, the corner kick. Who who headed the ball down to him? Nick Spielman. Nick Spielman. Yeah, he did. Let's spunky. go, spunky. spunky. Speed racer, baby. Yeah. He so he has three. He just had three nicknames in one sentence. By the way, from all th- three of us, <laughs> love it. Three different nicknames. But yeah, so we go up two nil. Great, because I personally don't care about frenemies or anything. I quite frankly, fucking hate Detroit. Um, <laughs> It's, Who? Can- it's Canada, yeah, exactly. Also, can we talk about how they tried to fuck with the game by letting off all of their flares and smoke bombs and shit to try to cloud out our our box during their corner pieces? Yeah, they're they're special. Fucks. I I think it's so dumb. 
I think their smoke obsession is stupid, but also they think our obsession with, you know, not swearing Being is nice. stupid. No, so, if yeah. you want to, if you're, let's say you're 20 and you want, an, you want cancer by the year, by the age 25, just go fucking look at their Twitter and then throw up after it. <laughs> let me know how you feel. There's a few guys I like Dion. There's a few other guys I, I fucking like, but the rest of them are just fucking psychotic <laughs> oh, God. people. Sorry, I've been, I've been holding that in for a while. Tell, tell us, how, us you, how you really feel, Jay. Yeah, okay, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, yeah, we go up there and we win, and then I, I don't know about you guys, and I'll ask you the same question I asked you about Michigan Stars. After Detroit City, how are you feeling? Because I was like, I wasn't feeling like we were good, but I was so fucking shocked. Like, not just surprised, utterly shocked, because not only did we win, our performance was the exact opposite. Very dumb. I think I think it was a, a lot of uh, a lot of Jay's cautious optimism because every all the yep. things that went wrong in the Michigan Stars game were immediately corrected in the Detroit game. Like the, the style in which we played, we didn't try to keep as much possession uh, in that game. We 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 figured out what a game plan was that was going to be best for our guys and our system. The personnel changed quite a bit. We, the personnel changed the uh, uh, well, just so, like the, the way the way we went about our business. And so you know, Michigan Stars, we like in the Independent Cup, we kept a lot of a decent amount of possession. Didn't do anything with it. Would lose the ball in dangerous situations. That's how Michigan or that's how Michigan Stars got both their goals. In the Detroit game, there were just stretches where we just didn't have the ball. And, and and anytime anything was remotely interesting, the ball would just get cleared and we'd reorganize the defense and we, and, we Jose Mourinho'd the shit out of that. Yeah. Well Hon- and, but and honestly, we we did what Detroit did to us in twenty nineteen. Well, I mean everybody. Right back to them. Something yeah. important that Fuller brought up. He's talked about this multiple times, but the Stars were our first game after the Independent Cup. The Stars had already had a game that yeah. they played. Um, they, so they, been, they had a, been they together had a for longer after than the us Independent too. Cup. Yeah. Detroit City's first game was us after the Independent Cup. And, so really what we learned is the Independent Cup does not get you ready for a game. It's a like showcase. We need to make sure that hopefully this is a lesson learned, but coming into next season that we have a challenge or two before we go into regular season play. I, I think part of that is also coaching. And, and I think Fuller would say that like they didn't, the, the guy it's, it's part, it's of course it's on the players too, but as coaches, I think coaching staff got it wrong. The co- I mean, they, not only did they get the entire game plan utterly wrong against Michigan stars and, and coach Fuller will tell you that Yep. Um, th- the team had the wrong mentality and that comes down to, both the players and the coaching staff. And I don't think the coaching staff will get it wrong, hopefully, from what this is my response to your your thoughts, Mitty, that we need a test. Whether or not we have a test, they have to get the mentality right coming out of the and I don't think they'll come out underestimating whoever we play coming out of the independent cup next year if there is an independent cup. I'll add one more thing uh to that idea about the independent cup not being uh very well preparing. Those three independent cup games were also the first game that games that these guys had played in oh, yeah, months March, and months and months since and months. March, March to July. And and and, and so like they they were rusty. I mean like the and teams were I mean, so the teams were bad in the independent everybody cup. Everybody was rusty though. But yes. 
but they I, weren't allowed to pr- like CFC wasn't allowed to pr- and this is not it's just it's not just CFC but the teams weren't allowed to practice together like CFC had to practice with eight players at a time and one coach so start, they could have nine start, people yeah, under the 10 yeah. person like so they didn't even get up full preseason that doesn't excuse it or make it okay it but it does add to the things that they can correct next year I, I think what we'll what we'll see is that the the time for the independent cup will be not quite as as strenuous for uh, it'll it'll basically be like 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 the German winter break. I mean, it's basically going to be four or five weeks, kind of in the middle of the season, and uh, guys will have you know a week off. We'll, True, we'll get, we'll, we'll get some warm up games back. It's in. likely it's likely that we'll play, and we don't know for sure, but it's likely we'll play into the first part of June potentially. If you if you and look at have, I love that, and then or or maybe late May, but late May early June, then have five or six weeks off, and then come straight into the Independent Cup. So it won't be this big five month break. It's like the perfect four month time break. to have a ladies it, team. If you look at, Ew. let's go. Shout out. If, you, if, if you look at the what the plan was for twenty twenty, the regular season was supposed to end. The second weekend uh, of June, I think our last game would have been the first weekend of June, and then there would have been some sort of like playoffs conclusion in June. The Independent Cup is born out of the pandemic. We were already looking at taking July off at the time and then restarting mid-ish August. I wonder if that actual like time off will get cut down a little bit uh, to keep the Independent Cup in a three-four week span. So that we can start playing August again in twenty one. I don't know. I wonder. Who do we play next? We finally oh, we went into Cosmos, right? Yeah, Cosmos game at home. And, and I was going to say that's Fans. why my cautious, Fans. my cautious, not me. I had the Rona. Oh, Jay, you missed the Cosmos. You missed the. Hell I miss. Po- I missed the Cosmos and. But you. But you know what you did uh, do. You posted you some banger goals on the internet because you couldn't be there. Yep, I was there waiting on YouTube, ready to hit replay and record them. Also, it turns out once you got the Rona and then had to sit at home and watch the games, we started winning. So <laughs> you know what you have to That's do next true, year? Man. To stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. So who, who who scored the goals, Matt? So the first goal... Obviously, against, I remember the last one. I remember, both, I remember both of them. First goal against Cosmos was a Darwin Long penalty. penalty. Let's talk a little about that penalty. He earned it. He did. He did earn it. But he did earn it. So it was going into minute. Uh, you corrected me when we did this last time. So I don't remember the exact minute. Was it minute seventy five or so? Seventy sixth minute was when the penalty was scored. And the Cosmos okay. had already scored. They scored first. They scored, first. they scored off in of the first a half. poopy handball, shitty play. Didn't deserve it. Like it was against the run right. of play, yeah. in my opinion. And it was kind of a bobbly mis- mishap. So it was. It was. It, it wasn't was, like a. It wasn't a clear score. Straight line goal. Alec bobbled the ball. It dropped down. Richard wasn't able to clear it. It bounced around, and they were able to score it. It was just a—it was a bummer. Like it was an error on our end from two different players, both from Rich and not being able to clear it, and from Alec not holding onto the ball. And hey, that man. happens. Hey, but they scored, but those drums didn't stop. No, they didn't. I, I so I, I took I, I took out a lot. I took out six months of no. I'm sorry, I wasn't at March. I took out eleven months worth of aggression on those drums that game, on that drum. Excuse mm-hmm. me, that single drum. Um, so yeah, it was the drums kept going, and obviously we got into the second. So we went down in, right into the half because they scored not long before halftime. We went into the half one nothing, down one nothing with a very even game. I felt like um, in the second half, I did feel like the Cosmos were a little bit better than they were in the first half. Um, I'm just remembering. I don't think they were. I think they were a little bit better than we were in the second half, but it was still a pretty even game, and we were better in the first half than they were. I felt like um, chances mm-hmm. created wise, but they had they did create a couple chances in the second half, but they couldn't convert. But we, we was one nothing in the seventy fifth minute or seventy third minute maybe, 
And Darwin gets the ball in the wing, and we really hadn't had any clear chances in... I don't remember if the second half, we had none, but we hadn't had any in, in a, a while. In a while. Sure. And right. we hadn't had any of the ball either. And so there was this long pass out to the wing, and Darwin gets it, and he, just, he dribbles at a guy, but he does something really, really smart. He got... He, he, picked up the ball at the edge of the box, but he turned and he took like two steps into the box before facing up his defender. So he made Mm -hmm. sure he was in the box. Like it was just this little really smart wiggle to get into the box because he could have had more space to face up his guy and probably have a little easier time like creating a, a pass or something, but he didn't, he got into the box. And then when the other defender came over, Bardich, I think it was, who was not a defender, and he just made it happen all by himself. He took a That's step. When he did the little backwards ball roll to bring them both in, and then he and then, and then he took a step to, to the right. Them. He went took a step to the right to go between them, kicked yep. the ball between them, took a step. Bardich just kicked him. Terrible penalty to give up, but also a hundred percent created by Darwin, all by himself. So then it gets weird, right? Let's not harp on the. Let's talk about this. So Darwin goes. <laughs> I just don't like this uh, topic in general because of the history of what it brings, but continue. So so the interesting thing that happens is Darwin goes up to take the penalty, and the opposite thing that happens, and we'll cover it really quickly, the opposite thing to what normally happens to us in the stadium is that they call him coming off the line on the other goalkeeper. So he comes off the line early. But what had happened is the referee had made a, like a, a motion and a step towards the spot while Darwin was going to kick. So Darwin hesitated and made a poor penalty kick. You can watch the video, guys, if you haven't seen this. Mm-hmm. And Matt, I think Matt told this part on the last pod, so yep. it's, this isn't my only thought. But Darwin takes a bad penalty in part because he looks over at the referee as he's like taking the penalty. And the keeper's coming off his and, line. And the keeper's coming the... off because he stutters because he also sees the referee. Like The referee causes him to come off his line early and to be a poor penalty. So like he does come off his line early. It's a poor penalty. And then I was terrified. I'll be 100% honest, I was positive, positive in my pessimistic sports brain that he was going to miss the next one because I thought the goalkeeper was in his head because he saved that first one. I was wrong. Darwin absolutely buried the next one. I was fucking wrong. Just buried it. And we go, it's 1-1, right? And then we have like in a blaze of lightning fury. So (laughs) Like a Tenacious D song. Then an amazing thing happens. Clayton Adams comes off the bench. Blonde hair. Just little Slim Shady. Shout out Slim Shady's new album. Just came out. Slim Shady comes, gets on the field. Two no minutes later. It's, it's just, I mean, it's immediately after. Because he, he, he got came on two minutes later, he scored two minutes it's later. Two minutes after he comes on. Is okay. He scores. So he comes on. He There's a long ball from Alec off of a chance, by the way. If you go back and watch it, we almost concede. Mm-hmm. There's a runner that's not marked. Alec makes a very nice... Um, no, he, cut, he cuts out a cross. He cuts out a cross that he could have easily spilled. It's a very sure-handed. It's actually the opposite thing of what happens in the first half, where he took an easy ball or a ball that was bobbling, but was he should have come up with. And this was a ball that honestly, maybe he shouldn't have been able to hold. It was a very hard hit ball at full stretch, but he comes up right a hold hold of it. There's sticky fingers. It brings it right in, and then he releases uh, a long. Uh, I think he just. I think he punts it. It's just a long punt, it, and it comes down and Topher. Gets his head near the ball. The defender gets his head near the ball, and it's kind of this like clash of like two guys going for the ball. The ball skips off, and Clayton immediately sees that the ball's coming down in front of him. Now, this is my favorite part of all of this. The shot, I'm sure we all remember, was unreal. But Clayton is about four or five yards behind the Cosmos player who's got who's going for the ball. They are starting from the same position. They're both just barely starting to jog, and Clayton just 
fucking wants it more. Mm-hmm. And he beats the Cosmos player to the ball, takes it off of him, because they both kind of get there at the same time, but Clayton had made up all that ground. He his, cu- fir- his first touch is bringing the ball to center again. It's, be- it's a beautiful first touch. His second touch cuts out a, a guy, and he looks up, and he's, he's, he was never going to pass it. <laughs> he hits it with his left foot. Guys, he's right-footed. He's very right-footed. He's right-footed. He hits that ball with his left foot cutting in. He beat three guys to, in, in, with the two dribbles, including the guy he beat to, to pick up the ball. And he just lashes it 30, what, 35 yards, give or take, 32 yards. Probably close to 30. Top, top, almost top corner. I mean, it's, it's up in the, the upper left. Just perfect and Man. pandemonium. I mean, we went from insane. down one zero to up two one, and I think I think if you you should go to Wikipedia and look up the definition of banger, and this video should be what <laughs> absolutely <you'd see. laughs> like right. Just, yeah, it was it was out of nowhere, and it was just so surprising. And dude, my favorite part is is like a lot of people don't. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people do, but a lot of people don't understand how hard that guy works day in day mm-hmm. out. And that is, he was like, you know, most people score a goal and it's like, yes, all right, let's trot, let's get with our boys and talk about it. That dude was running a sprint race after, straight to everybody. And you just, I was so happy for him. It was so cool. As his doppelganger says, you only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity only comes once in a lifetime. By the way. I wonder if he had mom's spaghetti. What a hell of a way to get your first professional goal. Right? Yeah, dude. What a goal. And and so here's, and we teased it earlier, and we're going to do a full episode on this at some point, or at least a big portion of an episode. True. Coach Fuller did a really cool breakdown, and, and if you guys haven't watched this, get on YouTube, look up Chattanooga FC's page, look up their feed. They have a bunch of episodes. I think they have five now. I've only watched the first two, but they have, they have the Fuller, that's called a Fuller Perspective. And the really cool part about it is he broke down different parts of each game. And in the Cosmos game, he broke down the part where Clayton Adams scored that goal. And he said, in his opinion, and he doesn't he hasn't been here a long time, so he put it out to everyone. He said, I want to know what everyone else thinks. And we're just going to do one each, right? We Tonight, we're only going to do, one, gonna one, do each. one each, but we're yeah. going to do a full episode on this. What do we think the greatest or the biggest or most important? And you can, that's a subjective decision, right? That's we can, your, that's that's your, your def, your, what your opinion of the, the biggest goal in club history is. And his, he posited that that could be the biggest goal, not necessarily the nicest. That's a different argument, but the biggest goal in club history, because it was in the regular season. It was against the New York Cosmos at home. It was to win the game in the last little bit, um, et cetera, et cetera. So our I will, history with the cosmos, our history with the cosmos. So I will put it out to you guys, um, and and I'll go. I'll go ahead and go first as I sneak mine in here. Oh, are we doing that now? Yeah, yeah let's let's so do. Our, oh God, I haven't chosen. Yet. So okay, we're gonna continue, continue. So we're gonna do our. <laughs> what we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna do our one top goal, and we'll, we won't do too much explanation. We'll can, just before tease it. we do that, can we say that honestly, we don't really need to spend that much time on New Amsterdam. And then we'll move to the bubble. Uh, we should spend a little time because there's we a couple did. things that matter about that. <laughs> okay, two, well let's do our things. goals. We'll do we'll do it we'll do it quick. But so I'll, I'll say my my still my number one most important best whatever goal of all time. And I've said this on this program before, and I'll continue to say it. Um, hopefully not forever because hopefully it'll be a bigger goal. But it's Joao Costa against Real Betis. I know it's a friendly, and that's why uh, Matthew argues that it can't be the biggest goal of all time or the best goal of all time. But it happened against a also, team. Also, Matt can be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he often Never. is. But <laughs> my 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 defense of that, and I'll say it just real quick, and then I'll be I'll be done with my portion, is that it happened against a professional team 
who is part of La Liga, who made Europa League, who beat Real Madrid and Barcelona in the same season and had beat or played Real Madrid like exactly one week before that. So it was, I mean, they were in the offseason. They weren't trying super hard, but also they were one week out of regular season playing most of their starters. And he scored, right. and he it wasn't a fluke goal. He uh, Genki made an excellent cutout. Juan made a great pass, and he beat the rest of their defense. He put Mark Bartra on fucking skates. He beat Mar- Mark Bartra so bad, didn't he have to leave Real Betis? I think he beat Mark Bartra bad that he so bad he should probably leave soccer. He definitely <laughs> left the game. So anyway, that's mine. Uh, give your one top one, and then we will have an in-depth discussion on this on a on a future podcast. Go ahead, Spinny. So mine will be. I mean, I, th- I think the greatest is definitely Joao. But um, yeah, you the, pick goal, a different one, the goal that I cheered the hardest for was Luke's goal in the championship against, um, against Red Bull. Yeah. 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 And That's then our- just his celebration, getting caught up in the net and like screaming. Like it was just, it was just dope. Ar- arguably the most important goal ever scored for CFC, very much so. In New Jersey, correct? New yeah, Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. What about you? I think. I think I might go with Luis Trude. Luis Trude, shout out. 2012. It's the... It's a hell of a flex right now. Look at me, how long I've been a fan. NP, <laughs> NPSL Southeast final. Uh, back in those days, you win the, the NPSL Southeast uh, conference. You got a, a trip straight to the final four. Uh, it was at Georgia Revolution uh, in that in that park in Conyers. And, uh, I mean, he just, he just receives the ball on the left wing. It's a zero, zero game, uh, kind of late, not, not, you know, in the eighties, but it's pretty late and he just beats a bunch of guys, scores a banger. Uh, and that's the goal that sends us through to, to the, the NPSL final four for the second time in three years. What year Uh, was that? 2012. What jerseys was that? Split? Not split jerseys. Mm-mm. No, was the that splits the, were 10. It was a stripe. Yeah, the stripes. White, yeah. white stripes, dark blue. Yep. Yeah. I love that going through the... Although I think he was wearing the whites at the time. If you want to go back and listen to more jersey stuff. <laughs> right. We've Episode with Paul Rustin. Paul Rustin. Check the feed. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's... I, I realize that's like reaching way back into the archives. Uh, but I, I think that's... For, for me, that's probably the... It was definitely the biggest goal to that point. Were mm-hmm. you th- Were you there? Yeah. Love it. Which so that also makes sense because 2014 Luke's goal that was my first season. Yeah, as well. I mean, it, so it's stuff like that sticks. I, out. I'd been, I mean, I've been going to games since 2009, uh, but I, I didn't go to a lot of road games uh, at that point in time. Uh, I was if not. If you want to talk about a road game, Conyers was a road game. <laughs> I'd rather drive to Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, um, you, what about you, Jay? Yeah. <clears throat> so what do you think? Uh, for my goal. We have a show coming up where we're going to do like the biggest and we're going to give like in-depth reasoning and whatnot. And, uh, but my favorite goal was, um, Charlie Clark away to draw against Detroit with the chip over Nate Steinwasher. That was nasty. 10, 10 men. Ten, well, I was getting ready to say, uh, David Red Card Perez comes out and literally stomps on a dude's thigh. Dude, Thanks, shout out DP. David. I watched. It was, it was clean, bro. I I went back and watched. <laughs> it was bunch clean. Of, uh, one of the projects I've been doing this off season has been putting together some player appearances, uh, so that we have some sort of records. Uh, they won't be complete all the way to the beginning, I don't think. But hey, I've also been working on that. Yes, you have, and thank you for that. 
But yeah, so he uh, stomp no. he's, he stomped on the thigh of a Detroit player. We go down, and then uh, an absolute freaking beautiful pass by Pierre Bouquet down the line, and Charlie chips it over and shuts everyone in Detroit up. That night was freezing cold. You guys were there. I was watching from home. Freezing. I was standing next to I a bonfire. A, I took off my shirt after he scored. It was. It was. And I kept it off. You're an insane person. It was cold. That one it to was me. Every that one it. to me. Like I already said stuff about Detroit, but like that one to me. Like that was a really nice nail in the. It's coffin. a rivalry. It's a rivalry. No, it's a rivalry because they were like reading. They were because the game was like. Okay, it was 50-50 for me. But they were like reading comments off of stuff on the air and they were like, This guy says Detroit putting on a clinic against Chattanooga FC. And it's like it's not a it's not a clinic. like it's not a clinic. It's a decent game. It's one nil. Like a clinic would be like four nothing. We can't touch the ball. You know? So yeah. like just to heat just to go in and shut them up, lovely. I also just hard tangent here. Really hate it when fans draw massive conclusions about about games like that. Well then, again, don't go like, follow like Detroit the friendly, Twitter. the friendly, the friendly <laughs> that, that Detroit came down and played in April of 20, 2019. And Smarzok had a fucking banger. Where, oh where Smarzok had a banger. We had the ball all game. You were, uh, we also, you were, you were in the, the booth. I was, that on, game. I was on the booth that game. <laughs> yeah, we you had because you made the call, baby. I did make the call. Uh, we had, we had, you know, guys in for for camp a couple weeks prior for the Comunicaciones game. We had yeah. guys in camp then. Detroit had like seven guys practicing before that game. Basically, mm-hmm. like you can't, you can't. Make meaningful, meaningful conclusions. Also, it's a pretty boring game from too. from these like, from these like these stupid one off friendlies where guys have, haven't practiced or played together at all. I mean, yeah. we, we literally rose Connor Branson from the dead for that Detroit game. Like, dude, for both those Detroit games, dude, because that was was that part, that was part of the home and home, it was right? Just what? Because they came and played. Yes, that was that was for the home and home. And when nope. they came, they beat us. Connor, has, yes, Connor has three appearances for us. Two, Deuce. just Detroit away and in Atlanta United. And he was really good in Atlanta United. And he was really not good in Detroit. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh yeah, well, like oh, for that don't season, worry, I remember. Dude, we, were so, we were so excited. Was, oh yeah, Connor's gonna be there. Oh no, you're bad. You're well, bad, to be, Connor. To be, to be fair, he was a, an assistant coach, and he just yeah, rolled yeah. in and was like, "Hi, I'm a soccer player now." And he is, and he's a current professional. And by soccer the way, player. he's a very good professional soccer player in England and, right but now. But he but he wasn't playing at the time. Yeah, he was between. He was had been a professional soccer player, and then he was a coach, and you know he came back and had a cameo for us and. One cameo was like you said, great, and the other was um, well, not as good. And yeah. on to the no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but for real, I like we'll we'll put a pin in that, and we will come yeah. back and do a whole episode yeah, about that because be there fun. are a lot more. And there are a bunch of goals. If you want to, um, tweet us, tweet your like, favorite, or, like, yeah, or, Insta- like or Instagram us, or do it, all the social meets. Well, no, just those two. Yep, because Facebook sucks. Um, but yeah, do those, hit us up, let us know, because, you know, we all don't have steel cage memories. I'm sure we're going to have most of them down, but you may know a banger that we don't remember. Or you may have a different opinion to ours. I would love to know what your top goal is. And I'm sure we'll hear more after that podcast, but I would love fan submissions with some, maybe, you know, maybe we'll have a different idea after we discuss it. And if we have a few fan submissions of, of best goals. All right. New Amsterdam. Let's go over the two things. But I feel like that was kind of a cakewalk for us. So I, I think more importantly, the the New Amsterdam game was a good team playing a bad team. See, the thing is, New Amsterdam a good team has playing a team that hadn't been together. New Amsterdam too. has some decent players. Like they're they have some good players. Matt is such a New Amsterdam stand. They are are they are a terrible like soccer your, team. Your New Amsterdam's one fan. 
That's that's possibly. I'm no. They had those four kids in the subway. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> So he's like their, <laughs> he's he's their biggest fan out of those four outside of those four kids though he's the he's the only person that's every time someone talks about how bad New Amsterdam he's like actually they're not they're not good players they just have really bad coaching and a bad GM and bad roster construction but they have some really good players on that team really good he's players nodding, he's nodding along right can now. steal you a point in the bubble so let's talk about the pay two that good back things the, from the game so going into that game after beating the Cosmos when when we went from you know. Oh, uh, you know, the season could be, you know, it's short, but like eh, not pretty, pretty average here too. We beat Cosmos and all of a sudden, if we beat New Amsterdam, we win the East. Like granted, it's four games, right? But we win the Eastern sure. Conference for Nisa, setting us up as the one of the top seeds in the bubble. So all, all of a sudden this game has extra meaning. And hey, hey, spoilers, easy, easy. spoilers. <laughs> uh, so, so it was really important for the guys to to go out there and and get the job done, and, and against a, a team that has nothing. I mean, they're going to the bubble anyway. Like, there's there's just go out there and, and play. It can be it, it can be a dangerous situation, especially when we're trying to win the game. It leaves us vulnerable on the counterattack. And in, in that game, we were attacking all game, and there were definite moments where where things got dicey at the back. Uh, there are also moments where Zeka torched their entire defense. That's that's true. That's Straight up very, the middle. Very true. incredible. Yep. What a pass from one. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching that game just because of the, you know, it, sometimes it I don't want to. It felt like uh, 2015 CFC. I was getting ready to say, sometimes I don't want to blow everybody out. Like the old <laughs> CFC days when everybody would go because it was a six nil win and it was mm-hmm. just goal after goal. It's, it it, de- it definitely felt like shades of that. Well, I strongly disagree with your "I don't want to blow everyone out" sentiment. Yeah, but anyway, on, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> come on, I want to win man. every game by a lot. I don't want any good soccer. I want winning. I want winning <laughs> soccer. That's all I want, good or bad. I just want to win. Shout so, out! Shout out to a couple big performances in this game. Uh, Sean Hofstadter gets his first goal for CFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also got an assist uh, on Zeka's first goal, uh, and Nick Spielman had a had a primary assist and a secondary assist. Well, we don't game. count secondary assists. I count secondary assists. But thank you very shout much. Shout out to a hockey assist. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So also, hey. let's remember, like shout out. So we have not done a podcast since the Zekasans, um came to an end. And by came to an end, I mean he's announced his retirement. He's moved on from professional soccer to other things. Shout out Zeka. So shout, shout out, Zeka. out Zeka. Shout out to the Zekasans, um wow. to, to reinventing himself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not a me thing. Someone else, I think Galen came up with that. Someone came up with that. But it's true. He he really had a renaissance to his career. And I, and I think this game really encapsulated his career as a professional, which is that he went from a player that was a really athletic, good striker that played in the, so athletic and smart that he played in the midfield early on in his career Mm -hmm. to actually kind of being phased out because he wasn't able to keep up or be sharp enough but keep up like athletically up top. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, getting in into a a lineup with Chris Oching and and Luke Winter was hard, but he went through a period where it looked like he might like just kind of retire as an amateur, as a very good soccer player, but as, as, you know, whatever. And then he comes on as a walk-on to the practice squad. Like, I mean, a walk-on in the sense that they he took a practice squad contract that would have allowed him to, if he made the team, like, keep playing with the team. But 
he wasn't expecting to play significant minutes, and the, and the team wasn't expecting him to play significant minutes. And he reinvented himself as a pro, as a crafty vet in the best possible sense of the word, and he made himself into not only a productive player, but arguably our most productive offensive player outside of Darwin last year. Like, I'm not saying he was the most, but arguably the most productive offensive player outside of Darwin. And that's incredible. Yep. What he And it, in this game, he scored two goals, one of which he beat old man Zeka legs, mm-hmm. like, Who's not not the you know Burners. not the fastest player anymore? Absolutely torched their entire defense on his own. Yeah, and 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 that's not a shot at Zeka. That's to say, like he managed to figure out how to reinvent himself from what he was before, which is a guy that could get out on the break and get hard shots and get past people, to doing it with craft and skill and guile. And he's an amazing testament to what you can do if you work really, really, really stinking hard. But also, he had to let us know he still got him. He does. <laughs> he does still have it. And he still had it all season. And I'm, you know, I'm bummed to see him to see him hang it up on us. I'm happy for him. I think this is an important step in his life, but I'm really bummed to see him because now, man, I mean, we're, we're not going to talk about roster construction or any of that for next year. We'll talk about that when there's more news and whatever else, but he's one player we know isn't coming back. And God damn it, I wish he was. Right. Yeah, like, and, and he's going to be missed, and I don't know that we necessarily had that sentiment at the beginning of the season. Uh, yeah, I, at the beginning of the I season. I no idea that was going to happen. I At the beginning of the season, like, I was like, oh, cool, Zekka's, like, on the practice squad. That's neat. Like, I didn't have any thoughts about it. Just, like, maybe he'll play sometime this year. I didn't think he would be the starter at one of the forward spots all year and arguably our best offensive player outside of Darwin, who— Plays for the Guatemalan national team. Plays for the Guatemalan national team and really had his breakout year. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. Okay, so continuing on when we're speaking about Zeka, we are going to talk, you know, I think I think we could all say, you know, whatever at the Zeka end. Zeka doing Zeka things. And by the way, we'll, the bubble. we'll, we'll exactly. have, shout out to Zeka, we'll have him on a pod at some point this offseason. He needs to be our first legend pod. He's already, well, he, I already spoke to him about it, and I, I think one of you was there. Anyway, he, he's absolutely down to come on the podcast, so assuming we can get schedules to match up, um, you know, we'll get him on a pod and... And and maybe we can relive some. Maybe we can do a Zeka pod where we relive some of the best moments of his career and find out what he was thinking. Maybe when he hit that cross to Sam Goni in 2017, to maybe mm. maybe the greatest goal of all time in CFC you, history. I don't are know. Are you previewing something? <laughs> I don't know. I just oh, got man. goosebumps thinking about that. Man, I, hey, um, by the way, I still know how to do this, bitch. <laughs> I still got it. So speaking of Goni, I mean, sorry, Goni, Jesus. Speaking of um, shout Zeka, out, shout out Goni, shout out, shout Sam out Goni, Goni, always, LA Force. <laughs> First, first game in that's the like, L.A. farce. That's a, that's a great shout-out considering he was on their roster. That's true. Right. I didn't even think about that. I literally said it, L.A. Forest right after that. We go into that game. and um, So how were you guys feeling going into that game? I, I didn't know. I was, I was I'm on another calmly confident. optimistic. I felt so good. I felt pretty good, too. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like we were going to dominate them, but I was like, okay, after this... After the terrible feeling of Michigan Stars, then winning three in a row, two of which were really hard games, I was like, we're going to be okay. I don't know if we're going to win, but we're going to be competitive. I will say this, though. Nisa, great job with the bubble. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the, that a little well, bit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The production, everything was great, but learn how to make a fucking group <laughs> when you, you need to look at things and you need to analyze them a little bit more. I know certain teams only had a certain amount of games. But that was a lopsided. We got. Yes, it was. We got into a screwed. a hard s- screwed. So as the top, we had so, we had a harder group and we had fewer rest days. As the top seed, we got put into the worst group, and that's bullshit, and it shouldn't happen. Matt, you can take we did we did not get a free them. W. There's a free W in that other group, mm-hmm. and everybody knows who I'm talking about. And I know they came back and they had like a crazy last minute thing in a game. 
Oh no! Listen, we played New. Also, a- we played L.A. Force completely re- not completely, but they redid their roster and they brought in professionals from other countries to come play. So like that was kind of a gimme game because they were awful earlier on, and come to find out, they were very good. Very good. Yeah. So a let's great go. Squad. Let's go straight into the L.A. Force game. So Zeka, Zeka gets, doing gets elbowed Zeka. in the eye. Zeka doing Zeka shit just in the in the defender's head from the first minute, just being a pest. Zeka and, antagonizes the elbow to the eye. Oh, I mean, to be fair, like I feel bad for that guy's elbow. Zeka's got a hard head, <laughs> but like that dude. I mean, and there's not been a clearer red card, and I didn't see it in live on, on when we were watching on TV. I didn't see. I saw it on the replay. I didn't see it live, and I saw Zeka go down. And I saw him pull out the red card, and I was like, oh, my God, we got away with one. Because I didn't see the elbow. I thought it was just a coming together. Right. It was not. That dude cocked his arm fully forward and just wham, elbowed him right in the face. I don't think it was like, a, I'm going to elbow this guy in the face, but it was a motion that you don't make that drew a red card. Oh, see, I don't think person. so. I think it was. I think he thought the referee was—I genuinely think he thought the referee wasn't looking, mm-hmm. and he thought he'd give Zach a little elbow. And I'm not sure—you might be right. He might not have been aiming for the face. He might have been trying to hit him in the chest or something. Yeah. But I do think that was a purposeful elbow and trying to, you know— I think the referee's not looking. Here's all, you know, fuck you. I'll hit you with a little, you know, dirty shot. Yeah. And you, you need to also remember that just seconds prior, like a ball, a ball comes yes. in up front. It's yep. cleared out. And I mean, five seconds later, the ball's coming back in mm-hmm. and, and, and Torres and, and Zeka, Torres Nilo, Torres Nilo and Zeka were in, Fancy. uh, we're like, wait, went for the same ball. And that's whatever happened there. He, that's what spurred. It's what it. ruffled so, of the feathers of he, the clash. Ruffled, yeah, it absolutely ruffled his feathers because you can see he's a little bit upset. I don't know if Zeka he felt like Zeka hit him from behind. It doesn't matter. It's 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 yeah. clearly a red card. He takes a shot at him, and I think he I I just think he thought that he could get away with it, and he just hit him right in the face. And, and then red card. And we go up a man. And, and we let go, me tell you. LA Force was still playing. You, you didn't notice that we went up a man. Good. Yes. So I, I disagree. We went up a man, and then we we got. When did we get our first goal? It was it was later on. It was right before halftime. So I I, I did feel like they had some. Ch- they definitely had some serious chances, including the penalty that they missed. But, there was there wasn't a ton serious but, in the first half. But we it was forty fifth minute. We goal. continued to create. I did feel like even though they were down a man and they weren't bad for being down a man, we were the dominant team. From then on, which I would have worried about because, as we talked about in the Michigan Stars game, we are better when we don't have a lot of possession, at least how we were last year. We were better when we played on the break. I think I need to go back and watch this game because I don't think we had the ball ever. So I don't think we had the ball a ton, but we had the ball more than I wanted us to have the ball. <laughs> I think I think we I wanted were, us playing on the break only on the break, and I think we were in, in moments I, not I think, just playing on the break. I think we were in control of the game the way we wanted to be in control of the game. Yes, I think we played smart and played well. Yeah, uh, but like, so the thing I was worried about LA Force going in uh, is, is yes, they brought in a bunch of they they you know they trialed players in in basically their two NISA games in, in the regular season, and then brought in a bunch of new players for the for the bubble. But like they were, which by the way, NISA get your shit together. That shouldn't be allowed. They, they are like preach. Terrifying. The oh, way, learn how the to make a group, play. Nisa. Learn also, how to make please let's not discuss their disciplinary committee or lack thereof. <laughs> but they are very good. To Matt's point, they are. They were a good team. They're a great team. They were a good team. They e- showed more true colors throughout the rest of the tournament too. So even they sh- and they, they played and they played probably the the most lit game of that tournament. Yeah. Um. Against uh, the four three with Cal United, wasn't it four three or was it four two? Three two, I think. Anyway, that was an insane game. It was crazy. Um. 
and and anyway, we we got out of that game with a two nothing win. Uh, they got a penalty, but it was a bullshit call. It was a terrible call. It was not a penalty. And ball don't lie. Ball don't yeah. fucking lie. And I I will say one of the things that the, oh, and by the way, he not only was it a bullshit penalty, didn't Alex save it and they called him off the line? Yes. Yeah. And then and then he hit he missed it. Then he yeah. missed it. So ball don't lie times two. And then, if I'm correct, the second goal was Darwin off of a corner. So correct? yeah, I, I was going to talk about both of these goals because yeah, yeah we talking about over the first it is goal. it is a perfect encapsulation sure did, of yeah, baby, shout, man. shout out, shout out, Sean. It's, He's the, it's the perfect encapsulation of everything we did not do well in 2019 set pieces, mm-hmm. both offensive and defensive. Yep. yep. To like hey, seeing hey, too, too soon, Matthew. Seeing something. <laughs> Seeing something that that needed to be corrected in the off season in terms of in terms of personnel and in tactics and whatever else, to correcting it, to it having like major major dividends. Yes, Oakland away game, that's a corner kick goal. Uh, obviously, season gets postponed from there. We go to Detroit, corner kick goal was was the second goal there. True. Uh, I believe. Nope, nope. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Sean Hofstetter's goal in in home against Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yep. Corner kick goal. Uh, Sean Hofstetter's goal against LA Force off a corner kick. Darwin Lam's goal off L- against LA Force off of a corner kick. We were really good on set pieces this year. We were. Uh, and shout out, shout out to the team and shout out to the coaching staff for making that honestly. A really, really, really effective weapon. We were. It wasn't on accident. No. We. It, it was by design. And every set piece. It wasn't just. We weren't Burnley, where we come up and get one set piece a game, and we hope to hit one from a couple years ago. We, every time we got a set piece, whether it was a, a free kick delivery to that wasn't a free kick taken to try to score, a free kick taken to try to head in or kick in or a corner, we were dangerous on every single one of those. Yep. And we were dangerous because we had guys like Ian, who is an exceptional. Uh, he was exceptionally good in the air, and he's an exceptional weapon in the air because not only is he tall, but he's got a very, very smart mm-hmm. soccer brain on him, so he gets in the right positions, and he's very good with his head. It's, and it's we a- didn't even mention when we talked about Darwin's goal against Detroit, his header on the ball, right. flick on. Yeah. But continue. No, no, so all of those things, my, my point is, like we were, and to, to build on what Matt was saying, the, the coaching staff and the front office and the team themselves all – did an amazing job at figuring out a way to take, like you said, something that was a weakness for us last year and make it not only a strength, not a weakness, but actually probably our biggest strength of the year. We were extremely dangerous offensively on every set piece, and we weren't particularly uh, bad defensively on set pieces yeah. either this year. And so Sean Sean gets his goal off of the corner, and then we go, and the second goal was also off of a corner. The Nick, ball, Nick Spielman heads it down. And then into the Darwin keeper. just slots it in. And then literally in the exact same spot where he checked what time is it <laughs> for his first goal against Detroit, he does it right there. And I was like, oh, it's amazing. It's like, By the way, shout out shout out do. Spunky here. Because uh, we talked about like Ian's, Ian McGrath's ability in the air mm-hmm. and what he brings to the team. And Spunky doesn't even have but to we jump. Had, we had other players that were good enough on set pieces, like Nick Spielman, who just doesn't jump. He just moves his ass around and it clears it clears space. Where, Nick, where I mean, Ian McGrath can take out the best defender <laughs> and be a decoy. And now you've got room for other players in there to be able to, to yep. do work. First of all, that donk's gonna move a lot of people around. If he <laughs> just, if he just, they just bump into him, man. He's got a <laughs> donk. 
But by the way, co-host Mitty also got a donk. Uh, number two, Ian McGrath, which we didn't we mentioned. Uh, you can go listen to him on episode thirty-one from October three, our last recorded hey. podcast. On the- <laughs> Breezy, my dog. Yo. We have we have missed you guys. We have missed you guys. I'm sure you didn't miss us. And if you have missed thank us you. even more. All right, let's move. So our next game was interesting, to say the least. So we played in quite a snooze fest. Yeah, our second our second match of the group stage was the New York Cosmos again. We were the, uh, I believe, no, we were we were not the late game there. We were the early game. Yes, Um, correct. So you know we had gotten our three points. Uh, We feel we feel pretty good. Uh, Cosmos had lost to Cal United in in their first match, uh, and we knew we knew they were going to come out and and really hammer things immediately. They lost us in regular season, and they this were, is a, this is a must win game for them. Also, they were incredible for the first twenty five minutes. Yeah, they were gun. They were guns My blazing. God. So there was a little on the field rivalry, and I'll tell a little story here that. Um, it kind of illustrates that there's an incredible on the field rivalry between the cosmos and us this year. I think they felt like at home what the game they lost to us here uh, in Chattanooga, that they had gotten jobbed like that. They hadn't, you know, I don't know if they felt wronged by the penalty kick, but they certainly felt like they should have won that game. And they felt like, you know, losing to us was bad. So they really, 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 really wanted revenge so much. So, and this game finished zero zero um, when they left the cosmos as Many of you probably know are one of the bigger budgeted teams in the league. They have the probably the largest payroll or maybe second largest payroll. They have a very, very rich owner who also owns my other favorite soccer team, which is weird. Um, but shout he, out Fiorentina. Shout out Fiorentina. He's worth, Papa. He's worth, you know, somewhere between three and five billion dollars. So th- that's not the normal soccer owner for uh, a Nisa team. Now, Media the reason com I s- sucks, by the way, but continue. I believe it. Uh, the reason, <laughs> but but keep giving me money, baby. Um, keep paying, keep paying my stuff on Fiorentina. Um, but why that matters is they spend more money on things that regular big time professional sports spend on it. And one of those things is scouting reports. Mm-hmm. So they actually had scouting reports for, uh, our, for the, they, they only had, they didn't have it for every team, but the, uh, and this is the, the some of our players that told, recounted this to us that they had scouting reports for CFC particularly, mm-hmm. and they had scouting reports for each player as well as a total type. So they had professionals do this. They had like professional scouts go and watch CFC and come up with stuff. So they had particular scouting reports, including Brian Beamant, where they had a picture of him. And, and he told us this funny little anecdote. And by the way, you can listen to Brian Beamant's podcast, which is episode 30, right before Ian McGrath. Um, oh boy. Yeah, good man. Dude, shout Brian. out Beamant. And by the way, he also is a. You want to know about hanging out with Carmelo Anthony? You should go listen to that. Yes, podcast. you should. <laughs> <laughs> what you should. What, what it's like when Carmelo Anthony throws you a birthday party? Yep. Listen to that story on that. Um, so, um, by the way, he's also a movie star. I found out he plays in Medici. The I, I posted a picture on my Instagram. He's like, oh yeah, he, yeah. season one. Uh, anyway, he's he's in it. You guys should check it out. Um, anyway, so they had they had these scouting reports, including one of Brian, where they had a picture of him, and it said, and this is why it was funny, Brian had taken a picture of it, so I've seen the picture <laughs> of this, and it said, like, it had his picture from the beginning of the season, and then it had, like, a scouting report that was very accurate, it said, we'll fight hard for second balls, there's, you know, danger on this, 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 but it said, doesn't look like this anymore, and it had, like, his picture, but it's like, because he, he had a very different hairstyle uh, by that point in the season, um, but why this matters is, when they left, when the Cosmos got eliminated, we basically eliminated them with this game, they had another game technically to play which they but they needed other games to go their way plus they needed to win their final game when they left and we'll we'll get to where we go um here in a minute but 
when we went to play in the knockout rounds and they gave our opponent, the Oakland Roots, the scouting reports. Literally, they left their scouting reports, the Cosmos did, for the Oakland Roots at the front desk of the hotel with like a name on like give these to Oakland Roots because they wanted Oakland to beat us. So they took their scouting reports and left them because not because they have any affinity for loving the Oakland Roots, because they fucking hated us. And I thought that was really, really interesting and a very I don't know, cool on-field rivalry thing. I don't. It's, I, it's respect, but I, also, so that's the perfect. That's like, what I'm taking it summary as. of what this game was. It was a dirty, nasty, nil-nil. Yeah, I can't draw. believe you said it was boring and nothing happened. What game were you watching, man? This thing was awesome. I was it watching was, a zero-zero draw. It was a defensive masterpiece because. <laughs> The Cosmos were actually good. We weathered the storm. We easily could have given up two or three goals in the first 20 minutes of the game. Coach Fuller made some really good tactical adjustments, completely nullified the Cosmos, which is what his game plan was. And and we were playing fantastic for us. And to, and to be realistic, we only needed a draw against the Cosmos. So we yep. wanted to win. But once we beat uh, LA Force, we needed a draw against the Cosmos. And then we were pretty much through yep. if we could, as long as we didn't like get smashed by Cal United. So we needed one point out of either New York Cosmos or Cal United to go through, essentially. And so, and it wasn't no, there were no guarantees. But if you're playing chess, you play with the best probability to win. It's actually once once you beat LA Force, you just want to draw your other games, and and you want to win, but you want to take the best chance. So we set up to nullify the Cosmos. We did not set up to beat the Cosmos. We didn't set up to lose, certainly, but we set up to nullify them to make sure we didn't concede and to try to get one on the break. We also like we recognize that they have quality on offense, whether they've shown it or not, and they didn't mm-hmm. really and, ever show it. it well, I mean, the on, first twenty five minutes in, of that game, in, they in, did. in yeah, results, they, did. they never really showed it. But like you could see what they have on the field, and and you had yes. we had to set up because they had to come out and win that game. We were we, we set up to make sure they couldn't they couldn't kill us before we had a chance to, to bunker in. One interesting thing about this year is you really really saw the team spirit, and I'm not saying that mm-hmm. other teams haven't had team spirit, but I do think maybe it was because of the pandemic, maybe it was because of first year going pro. I don't know, but this year the team spirit was like upped another notch. It was like yeah. you know this one went up to eleven. Like this is the number one thing that I'm excited to see from the doc is like yeah. what the locker room was like, what the team spirit was, because you could tell just how big of a click the uh, the team was. By the way, this is the first game that we start, and we didn't mention this in the LA Force game, <clears throat> we should have, with no Richard Dixon. Dixon leaves uh, with it leaves with an injury in like the 22nd, 25th mm, minute or so LA of the LA Force, Force game. Yeah. And we and, and honestly, the LA Force we lost two. We lost Sean Hofstadter at halftime right after he scored. Yep. And we lost. Um, and by the way, way to pull your hammy while scoring, you crazy man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't. I mean that in a good way. Like I can't believe he scored and pulled his hammy like as he was doing it. Like so, I'm mean, just good. Good job still scoring. Is what I'm trying to say. And then uh, we lost Richard Dixon. And once we lost Dixon, um, and then Hoff losing Hoff, of course, hurt as well. Um, Ian was coming off an injury, so he didn't have full fitness. And Ian and and Hoff would have been the, the two interchangeable spots for that ten. We were really, really in trouble. And by, by that by that on, point, it, it, we're we're basically thinking, man, it just anything is gravy. Once if we can get out of this group, anything is gravy. And if you remember, both mm-hmm. Eric Panzer and Ian McGrath had both been injured, so Eric was coming back off an injury and wasn't actually with the team yet. He was still like back in Chattanooga 
rehabbing and hadn't been cleared medically to play yet. So he hadn't been up there. He would have been the probably the replacement for Richard Dixon, but he wasn't fully healthy. So he couldn't be the full-time yep. substitute. Hoff couldn't be the substitute for Ian when he should have been. And so Ian had to play more minutes. And it just, when you lose a the, guy like... And, and these games are being played on 72 hours rest. And you, when right. you lose a guy like Richard Dixon, who's arguably the best player on the field for us, the most he is the most experienced pro. Um, he's arguably our best player you're going to be in trouble. And, and we didn't see that against the Cosmos. I think that uh, we played really well against the Cosmos. And, and the players really, really, when I'm saying team spirit, they really fought for each other in a different way than you normally see, like throwing themselves in front of the ball, like really working as a team, organizing all the time. I think we blocked like five shots in the first 20 minutes of that Yeah, game. that was, there was, it was a smoke shot at the very beginning of the game. And we did a really good job to not concede two goals in that first twenty minutes. And oh, by the way, we should have we should have won that game too. There, yeah. We we had I mean we didn't have many chances going forward, but we had a couple we should have put away. So, and if you play that in in that kind of manner, you're not going to get a ton of chances going forward. And when you do, you have to take them. And that separates decent teams from great teams. Mm-hmm. True. In this style. In this style. <laughs> Agreed. So our next game was against Cal United. We probably would have made it. To the knockout stages with a loss, but just to seal it away and to seal the number one seed. We uh, no, no, no. If we had, we we would not have made the knockout stage hit. We had lost because if we had lost, Cal United would have won, and that would have put Cal United on six points. What and, if L- and if LA Force beat Cosmos that night, then both Cal United and LA Force would have been on six so points. So w- when we were coming in, we didn't know we had to win. We knew that it oh, was. Yeah, we knew that for so. We don't could, worry. You looked at the Nisa graphic that had all the wrong teams. In <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know. We can also. I was on Carnivore then, so I was. I was malnourished. We control. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were eating. They were eating little Caesars whenever we were watching the game together, Domino's or something like that, and I was just like munching on beef jerky. I was so pissed. Oh, that's good. Good memories. So we did go into that game. We controlled our own destiny. We, we, we needed a draw. To we knew advance. a draw or a win. We for sure advanced. And we knew we could possibly go through if we lost, but we controlled our own destiny as long as we won or we drew. Um, and we did draw. No, right? We drew, yeah, right? We, we, we got, drew. We got we that the early. First goal. Yeah, 1-1. One, one. That early. Darwin to Brian. Yeah. Oh, and what a gorgeous pass and finish. The timing on that. Yeah. That's the kind of goal you see in in big European leagues, the timing of that run, the through ball pass, like every bit of that was the, so beautiful. The out ball was very good by yes. Sean Russell. Beautiful yeah. left footed out ball. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Nuno. What? so let's, let's just, Nuno, bro. Nuno. Big boy, Nuno, just Dude, moving bodies. Fuck out of the ball. The old, Dude, that ball. R.I.P. Jesus Christ. In peace. <laughs> He's a thick boy too, man. The, Shout out. live Moss. <laughs> Let's go. Living up to the sponsor. Listen, listen. The only player with a bigger donk in the tournament than Nick Spielman was Nuno. Mm, dude, he was a big in, bro. He's he's a really good player. He's a he problem. really is. Hey, he by the way, he's a he's a yeah. he's a he's, a, he's a kind of like that like cunty like douchebag looking, but is really reserved and quiet. So you like view him and you're like, God, this guy's probably like an asshole. He's not really. He's just a big body and will f- he'll score it in. Oh, but when you life. when he you could tell he was a real like he had a little bit of that Zeka in him though. Where he like get, could obviously get under your skin because mm-hmm. when he scored the way he celebrated, you're like, yep. I would hate that guy. Yeah, yep. yeah. He, he was had, like, come on, like I we scored, I should have scored. He had had a, a long, kind of a longish career uh, in the NPSL. Uh, by the way, then, he should. He and should then come finally here. made, and then finally made his first. Finally made his first pro roster with LA Force the the 2019 Nisa season. 
Yeah, uh, he's good. And then, and then switched over to, to Cal United. Also scored a banger against LA Force. Oh, my God. Yes, in the second did. round. Yep. Like... So there's there's actually yeah. not a lot, to talk, a, lot, a lot to talk about. Who else did we lose in Cal United against Cal United? We lost another player. Uh, was, was it this, Wilfred? Wilfred Williams was not uh, was not playing. He got hurt in I think the Cosmos game. Um, we saw we saw the professional debut for, of Cutler Coleman in yeah, the second half of the Cosmos game. Yes. We saw Kyle Carr oh. play like seven different positions <laughs> in one game. Yeah, 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 yeah. That and we lost a couple. I can't remember who we. We lost several players to injury during this game. Not not during this game. Not during this game. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think I think it was in a combination of the the Cosmos. Maybe and, it was against. Maybe it was the LA Cosmos game. Maybe we, maybe we made two. We anyway. I thought it was Cal United. Maybe it was Cosmos. I know well, we, we lost. We had to sub out Wheezy as well in the mm-hmm. LA Force. Oh yeah, game. Wheezy. We, didn't, we didn't see him all the time after that. that. Yeah. So we lost a lot of we lost a lot of players. We had a lot of injuries. So Cal United, there wasn't really much else to talk about in that game. Also, guys needed a rest. Too. Yeah, so we had yeah. injuries. Juan, 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 needed Juan a rest. Hernandez did not play the first forty five minutes of this game because mm-hmm. uh, we had run him to death. And honestly, we were bad in the first half and good in the second half against Cal United. Yep. And the yep. difference in that was when Juan came on. Yep. Um, so let's just skip forward. It's one one. We talked about it. Oakland Roots. I will say real quick before the. There was a pass that we didn't talk about from mm. Juan oh to Darwin God. in the LA Force. KDB who? Dude. Exactly. KDB who? It was a Kyle Carr, like, got a touch and, like, dropped it to Juan and Juan in one time oh on God. the bounce. Mm-hmm. Half volley. Sideswipe oh. half it's on, volley. It's on the section Gorgeous. 109 mid Go look at it. It it's is amazing. One of the best passes I have seen in world football ever. This year. Yes, uh, it's one correct. of the best passes I've ever seen. I mean, I'm, I'm very not biased. to mention. I just want to point out. Um, no, but that's the kind of pass that you would be. Ex- oh, Breezy's wearing a, jersey. a one jersey. Shout out one. No, but that like it's the kind of pass you get hard watching in the Premier League. That's a KDB level pass. That's like, why I say KDB gorgeous. who. Like yeah. that is that is as good a pass as like Matt said. This it could be you could put that up against any pass you've seen this year and be like, okay, it's in the same league as any yep. amazing pass you've seen anywhere in the world this year. It's incredible. fucking real. What game was that in? LA Force. Yep. Oh. It's on the Instagram. Go look and, it up. And, it's and absolutely and magical. Dar- Darwin should have scored. He should have scored, and I will say that the shot was not Sorry, what still anybody won. wanted, but the touch to bring the pass down was, was very good. Yeah, it was really yeah. touch. Dude, but yeah, so, Darwin. So we can move on and go into the Oakland Roots game. So I'm still pissed. So Oakland Roots. Yeah, before we start. Set the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck the Oakland Roots. Anyways, what were you (laughs) going to say? Also, fuck the Oakland Roots. Fuck Nisa. There's an anti-Chattanooga bias. Um, I don't have anywhere else to go with that. But we had had (laughs) short rest the entire tournament. Um, So Oakland had... Nisa, we kind of love you, though. One day longer rest than we did. Yeah, so Oakland had an entire... So we had 48 hours of rest. Um, Oakland had 72. Uh, between their games so we we had an entire day less and honestly that's what killed us so we lost 3-2 let's talk about kind of what happened during the game um but the biggest thing that happened was they were fresh they had a deeper roster to begin with as a team that Mm -hmm. had serious money behind them and that's that's the reality of of soccer so i'm not complaining about that that's just a, a fact of the game yeah but they you know they have two they have they have three mls players on that roster guys who have played significant minutes in mls 
and they have a similar roster. Plus, they had really good scouting reports from the Cosmos. <laughs> so we, we go into that. Clayton game. Adams, two-footed. Oh, yeah. They definitely, that was another funny thing. They said uh, Clayton Adams, like, they listened to him as two-footed. And obviously, the scouts had only watched the game that he smashed that ball. I mean, there, to be fair, there's not a lot of, uh, like, tape out there on Clayton Adams. He hasn't played a lot. That was his first professional goal. But, like, yeah, not two-footed. <laughs> I mean, I guess, actually, maybe that's not fair. He's two-footed when he shoots the ball against the Cosmos. He he can definitely strike the ball with both feet. So anyway, Oakland. So Oakland roots. We go in. Um, roots come out on fire. Yeah, and and we go yeah. down. We we concede a bad goal to begin with. Yeah, poor um, communication. Poor communication. Poor defense. And we yeah, just but also just good smart play from Oakland. That was their talent shining through. I mean, like Matt Fondy is a really good player who made who made the the pass in, and like there's a reason why Johnny Rodriguez got picked up by Oakland as they're going to USL Championship. Like that's a he's a good he's a good player. Yeah, uh, made, made a great run, made a good finish. It wasn't even an easy finish to make. Uh, just did what he's did, did what he's supposed to do. And then the second goal, absolute banger. Yeah. Absolute banger. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the goals like you're not even mad about, right? You're just like, fuck, what a goal. I mean, <laughs> yep. he just comes in, smashes. It's a little bit like the Clayton Adams goal, we were not. We were he not just... mad about it. As I recall us watching that game, we were not mad about that goal. So I couldn't be nothing mad about could, it because do. It's, it's even good defense doesn't stop that goal. You need luck to stop that goal because he just created his own shot and smashed it. So, you know, just was what it was, right? So that happened. We're down 2 nothing, and, and that's when... It was like fuck, man. Like, what are we? How how the hell else are we gonna catch up? And and so we're we going to halftime two down two nothing. Am I remembering that right? Yes. yes. And we come out the second half and we made we, we made a sub. We made, uh, we we put Panzer on for Coloco, mm-hmm. um, and I think we had re- reorganized the, the the formation a little bit already at this point. Uh, yeah, we went to a four three three. But Panzer we went to a four three three at about the twenty fifth minute after we had already uh, conceded. A couple of goals, um, two goals, I think, or yeah. maybe maybe right before we conceded the second goal. I don't remember. Um, it was after, but anyway, yeah. So we go and we get we get one back. Here's the point: we get one back, and I don't know about you guys, but I, I had a little bit of hope. Yeah, and Ho- the hope is what well, kills you. I was, was smoking the hopium, man. I, I was hope, just the hope is what kills you. I was, <laughs> I was smoking that hopium, and I was feeling good, and it a no gorgeous header from Ian. So that gorgeous. yeah. So we come out in the second half and and just. Set we, we get we get an opportunity. It was off the throw in, which are, are basically corners for us, because uh, and we are dangerous on every single one because because Shaw Dofstetter can absolutely throw a ball. And we and previously yes, he can. Yeah, and, and, and previously we, we had Jordan Dunstan. So yep. we've had some we've had some throwers. McGrath scores in the forty seventh minute, and so McGrath hits this weird. Let's just talk about that goal just for a second. Like McGrath hits this crazy over the top. I mean, it looked like Jay with a back heel backwards, backwards in, in Sunday League, like. Just backwards, not even looking mm. at the goal, and scores. I haven't had a good head. back heel in a while. And and like this is this You're is dead. something that I I don't I mean I I know he like got a plan to do some sort of flick like that, but we had I mean like the, the Oakland keeper had definitely been cheating in moments like that. Yep. He, and 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 he was we was kind of a shaky keeper most of that tournament. Not against us, except for that goal. <laughs> He was good. He was good cause, otherwise. Because everyone plays well against us when they're a keeper. <laughs> uh, but, but like it was just one of those moments where where the keeper's cheating a little bit and and the head is just so perfect, uh, and it just drops right in. And man, that mm-hmm. thing gives us life. 
and we come back for two it minutes, does, and we are on fire. <laughs> we are on fire for a couple minutes, and we're feeling. I, I, like I said, I was smoking that hopium. I was feeling good. We were on the front foot. We were on the front foot, and we were pressuring. I was up about it. And then there's a, a poor pass that does it. That gets intercepted, and then the shot, the pa- the next pass ends gets up deflected. Gets deflected. And the Al- Alex, Alec, Alec, Alec gets a stuck, little bit, a he, little bit too deep. He gets stuck in no man's land because he's playing where he should be playing. If the ball doesn't get def- deflected, but when the ball mm-hmm. gets deflected, he's not close enough to go get the ball. And they sneak through and they score. And they literally score. It couldn't have been five minutes after we scored. It was two. Yeah, yep. I mean, we and we had come out. We had just gotten a pressure on, like immediately gotten a pressure on their goal. We looked mm-hmm. like we might get another one immediately. Yep. And they got that, and it was three one. And also back breaking. So, so it was. It was, but it wasn't because this is the team spirit that we're talking about. We continue to fight. Nobody was hanging their heads. It's like, okay, guys, let's go. Let's go get more. We did get more goals, and we could have gotten even more goals. We also had to make a change. Um, uh, pretty soon after that, uh, Alec Reddington on that play got hurt. Gets, on that gets play. hurt uh, and has mm-hmm. to and has to come out. And and we sub in Matt Mazinski, who hadn't played since the Michigan Stars game, and that didn't that didn't hurt um, uh, tactically. I don't think because I think Matt played fine. We didn't yeah. see the yeah. rest away. What what it did do though was burn a substitute, um, and it burned a substitution moment because for anyone who who may have forgotten or not realized this year how the substitutions worked, it was three windows to make five subs. So what that meant is you could stop the game three times. So halftime didn't count. Beginning of the game, obviously, beginning of the game. So at halftime, you can make all the subs you want. You can make up however many of those five you wanted. But other than halftime, you had three opportunities during the game. You could stop the game to make substitutes. So you couldn't stop the game make five different times for one substitute each time. But you could make up to five. So what that did do is burn a substitution moment for us and make the job of making changes as the game was going harder. This And you can see this when uh, when we make a double change in the 72nd minute, bringing on Ryan Marcano and Brian uh, Beamett for Zeke and Darwin. Yeah, and, um, and they couldn't separate those. They yeah. had to make them together. And I don't know if they would have separated them, but the, the option was lost because Mosey had been subbed in for an injury. Yeah. So we go, we go in the second half, and let's talk about... You know, we talked about Clayton Adams, which might be the goal of the season. Um, this might be the goal of the season, even this though it is... came at a loss. <laughs> Ryan Marcano, the thoroughbred horse, Dude. just the killer. That, that man can fly when he runs, and boy, bikes. can he jump. <laughs> As Tom Segura says, bikes. It was oh, so good. That man it was, was so riding. Uh, hey, and guess what? Marcano didn't hit that with a shin. He hit it laces correct. through the correct. ball. It was gorgeous. My man was riding a trick stump jumper. Like a thirty-five hundred dollar bike. Dude, shout out! Uh, <laughs> it was wow. a fucking. I did not amazing. know where that was going. Yeah. <laughs> for I, for all of our granola so friends good. who listen to the pod, will that, probably that is understand. that is an an incredible goal by Ryan. Something that he practices at the end, at the end of training a, a lot. Uh, but I wanna I wanna shout out a couple of people. What? Yeah, he actually Stop. like practices that. You know what? I believe that, that. makes me like it. That makes me like him even more. <laughs> I love every story I ever hear about Marcano. Ryan, Ryan could be doing anything at the end of practice. You know, like running sprints, uh-huh. working on like incisive passing, moving between the lines. Now he's practicing bikes. Bikes, <laughs> baby. Um, but I, I want to highlight a couple of different people uh, other than Marcano in that goal. Because uh, we've got everybody up 
uh, for I don't I, I don't remember what the situation is if it's a corner or whatever it is. Yeah, but we've got guys up because yeah, Juan had a nice Pan- Panzer, outside the foot flick. Pan- right? Panzer gets like a ball comes oh, out. Yeah. You're Pan- right. You're right. Panzer shoots it, moves around a little bit. Juan just sends the ball in better back into just an easy little an easy little flick. Uh, Brian Beamit keeps it alive. Yep. Uh, and and Brian Beamit just keeping it alive. I think Topher was in there like tossed it somewhere at some point. Um. Uh, and and like Marcano just gets just happens to get to a little bit of a deflection and just Marcano just sends it full bike. He just, just looked, and, he, and, and and this is like we're down three one. Like guys are just like going all out all over the field to try to just somehow get that second goal because if that second goal goes in, there's going to be a third. And there was a lot of injury time that was added on because of Alex's injury. So this happens in the seventy seventh minute. We played another like twenty three minutes of this game, and we almost scored several we, more times. We were knocking on the door the rest of the game. We had them on the back foot, and we just it just it didn't roll our sometimes way. Sometimes the ball doesn't fall your way. But here is the thing: uh, we were we got beat, and I know they did not win the tournament, but I do believe that. So I believe the the four best teams, the three best teams of the tournament, um, were Detroit, who did end up winning it. Fuck them, but they won. Good for them. Um, Oakland Roots and um, <laughs> the Michigan Stars, who you know fucked up their tournament by <laughs> drawing with New Amsterdam and getting two red cards and all the other things. But I do think, seriously, the three best teams at that tournament, um, and I would put CFC probably fourth in that. And, and if we didn't have injuries, maybe we're right in them at those teams. I don't know. But we were decimated by injuries. But here's the thing. Oakland Roots were very, very good, is my point. And, and I believe that they probably should have won yes. overall. I think they were a better team than Detroit. They just they have I mean, two players that are three hundred grand transfer market value. I was just looking. Yeah, Sorry. I would. If, if you get if you and if you look at if you watched that game with Detroit, I, I didn't watch all of it. I watched a part of it. They absolutely dominated Detroit. Detroit just Detroited them. They got a goal and they got a second goal. They got smart. They yeah. Didn't they have two? They won two nothing, right? They won two one because Oakland had the first goal. So, mm-hmm. But they but they played smart and they got and and all credit to them. They won right. The ball you win you you score more you win. I would have, but Oakland smashed them most of that game and just couldn't get it done. I was like twenty, probably twenty shots to four or something, and just shit happens. But Oakland was very, very good, so there was no shame, is what I'm trying to say. There was no shame in losing to Oakland. If we had lost to New Amsterdam in in, in the knockouts, there would have been like, what the fuck? But like losing to Oakland, I don't want to lose ever, but I'd rather lose to one of the best teams in the tournament when we were in the game till the end and just couldn't get it done than lose to you know a bad team. I, I think it's interesting that. We, being on short rest, lost to Oakland in a, in a tight one. LA Force lost a tight one to Detroit, also, yeah, also on, on short rest. Also mm-hmm. on short rest. And, and you mentioned your teams at the tournament. I, LA Force play a super high-octane style that like, just is not conducive to a tournament like that because you just run out, of, you run out of energy. That's true. I think they might have been, at times, maybe not overall, they, at times... They couldn't play defense. They were incredibly fun they were leeds united in a lot of ways <laughs> yes okay no seriously seriously they were they were at they were the prop they were not probably they were the best offensive team in the tournament when they weren't down to 10 men <laughs> like they were good and even and even then they were still really good at offense. like they were very good on offense and they yep. just couldn't get it done so you know it give give your overall tournament grade matt you can go first uh for, for out the, of 10 for like for the club the for, us, for cfc as a, as a club uh, we got out of the group. We had a, we'll say 50-50 shot at winning that semifinal. Uh, the, the coin flip just didn't go our way. 
I'll give it. A, I'll give it an eight, a nine if you win the you win the semifinal. Ten, you win the tournament. It was an eight. I thought it was a great job by the team, given all the injuries, um, given given guys having to play different positions, uh, not getting all the visas with the roster construction. Just all all the things that went in went into it. I thought the coaching staff did a great job. Um, they and like and maybe and maybe this gives gives them a point, and we go from from seven to eight here. They just worked their asses off. I agree, and like you could tell, like yeah. you, they worked so hard you could tell they what they were like, what it meant to them. And I hope we're gonna see that in the doc. We'll find out. We could also be wrong. Jay, how do you feel uh, about I it? I want to piggyback off Matt because I agree. <clears throat> um, I want to separate it into two for the players. Ten. Nobody was lackadaisical or nobody didn't try. Everybody really did work their asses off. And I'm speaking just from an effort perspective here, from a front office. And coaching standpoint, eight. Did a really good job of being able to come back with what we did lose and what we all know that we haven't talked about. Because when we were talking about injuries and we were talking about filling in positions, we also didn't go over players that should have been here. It would have made the depth chart a little bit thicker in different positions. Um, So... Is that a Juan you said, Sanchez? Yeah, joke you there? said thicker, and I thought nothing <laughs> less than Juan Sanchez's legs. First of all, it's one. So, it's one, one, Juan Sanchez. Where are you? One, one Sanchez. <laughs> all right, all right, Smitty. Juanchez. <laughs> by the way, if you want to listen to Juan Sanchez's episode, hold on. <laughs> Him and, and Ru- by the way, Ruben Marias. I messed up earlier. Shout out to Pumba. I messed up. I messed up earlier. Uh, Brian Beam was twenty nine, not thirty. Um, you can go listen to Juan. At Juan Sanchez and Ruben Marias, August 9, 2019, episode number four. Speaking of Ruben Marias, such a good episode. Isn't he, playing, isn't he playing ball in Spain? He's playing in the third division currently. They got promoted and he stayed on the team. Is he that? Shout out Ruben. So oh, he's yeah. playing. He's So he, his team got promoted, and I think we talked about this on a prior pod, but if we didn't, um, it all runs together. He got promoted to the third division with his team, and I wasn't sure personally if he was going to. And this is with any time a team gets promoted, you don't know who's going to make the roster. And I'm not saying he couldn't have made the roster, but I just didn't know if he was going to. And he not only made the roster, but I checked a few weeks ago, and I think he had a couple appearances this year as well. So I don't know if he's still playing with them, but last time I looked, he was playing in the third division. And yeah, it's awesome. Welcome to the United States of America, where our soccer system here says that, sorry, you can't get a visa, but third division Spain, knock yourself out. I mean, to be fair, we didn't try to get one for Ruben Marias, but yeah, that's true. So, Thimity, what's your rating? What's your grade? Uh, I don't know. For, I don't really have a number. Like, for the tournament, just for the tournament. I'm going to go back around for the whole for the whole yeah. season in a second, so... Well, okay. So if we're doing that, then I can. So I'll I'll, go, I'll do eight as well for the tournament because I was very proud of the boys. So, okay, I agree. I eight uh, eight for the tournament for the for the overall everything. Uh, that's really weird that we all came in the same number. Okay, I'm gonna ask this exact same question, but for the entire season. I know we have two quick friendlies that we'll go over really quick. Um, that actually we don't have a lot to talk about in those because they were postseason friendlies. But how do you feel about the entire season? Is it different or is it your same grade, uh, Matthew? Uh, this is a hard one because it's really hard to grade a short season with a lot of weird things happening, mm-hmm. um, in a, in a pandemic. So I guess I'm going to take it in stages. Uh, we only played one game in the spring season, uh, but I, I liked everything we were doing to that point. Uh, we've mentioned the visas thing before, but like that was outside of our control, we did the thing we had to do in Oakland. I disagree, but I'll talk about that in my grade. Fair enough. 
Uh, we did what we had to do in Oakland. That was that was job number one. We won the Independent Cup in in our area, and I realized there was three amateur teams that we should have smoked, but like we did, we still we, did it. We won it. Uh, even with the Michigan Stars game, we won the Nisa East, which I don't think was on our radar screen, especially after the in. Stars game. Yeah, especially going especially after the Stars. Uh, and I thought the bubble was fantastic. I don't even really count the the two friendlies at the end for this. Because uh, I don't think my opinion of the season of 2020 would have changed had anything in those games been different. Uh, we could we could have won the East of those games 10 nothing, and it wouldn't have changed your grade. No. What if we would have lost each one 10 nothing? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Wait, what was your grade? I haven't given it yet. I think I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to keep a, an 8, maybe even an 8.5. Ooh. Uh, I mean, like, listen, like, this this year... You get an extra .5 for, uh, for Oakland. For the Oakland in the spring. That was yeah. a hell of a game. That was a hell way. of a game. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this year has just been so... Where It's one of those years where even if you just do what is expected, I think you deserve a lot of credit for that just because of, of, of how how things have gone. Uh, and and I'm, I'm, proud, I'm proud of the boys. Jay. Jay? Yeah. Um, before I get my grade, huge shout out to Jeremy Allenball mm-hmm. for coming in. I, I was there for like, uh, Sheldon's going away party and all of the board members that gave a speech that night were like, this was a dumpster fire. Sheldon came in and shoveled a lot of that fire away and did a really good job as an interim GM. But if there isn't one, if, if there wasn't somebody to come kind of like lay a little bit of quality on top of that and kind of drive the professional like because we weren't really i mean we we had professional values and stuff but we weren't really a professional club so for him to come in lay a lot of groundwork and you know put tons and tons of effort in being away from his family coming here and being like really true to cfc and like helping us get to where we are now you get a 10 everything else for me is an eight pandy getting a pandy as Bree- Breezy coined in, <laughs> in a previous podcast. Oh, what? A pandy, dog. Pandemic. We had a, we had a, pan, a pandy oh, okay. head. No, but you, when you... The when pandy, you lay, when the you pandy lay, really made things kind of weird, but... When you lay the... <laughs> when you lay... We, and we've mentioned it a little briefly, but when you lay the, you know, the whole visa thing out, plus the pandemic, plus injuries, and where we ended up, I'll give it a... I'll give it an eight point five. And okay, I, I that's awesome. And shout out to Jeremy and Fam who are now official Chattanooga residents. Hey, yeah. yes, they are they are here full time as a full family now. And yeah, right now you're never gonna go to Rock City. They they Falls. recently <laughs> bought a home. <laughs> yeah, they're full they're full time residents now. They are Hell they are yeah. here to stay. Welcome home, Smitty. How you feel? Um, so I'm I'm a little bit different, but it's about time. Everybody knows I can be a little bit different. Much of a critic. Um, pretty heavy critic. Sometimes listen to me shit all over whatever your favorite movie is. So, <laughs> or good music. Yeah. So I I would give this season a six. Um, taking absolutely nothing away from the players because I think our players were amazing. I also think co- situational coaching was amazing this season. Now I do think if we're talking about a grade, we have to take ownership for roster construction. 
that's where like we keep using visas as an excuse. We probably should have known a lot of the guys that we applied for visas for didn't get visa, wouldn't have gotten visas. So it, with the exception of one that we for sure would have thought in Jordan that he still didn't either because it was just a rough go. But it, we probably should have saw that coming and then um, ad- approached our season a little bit differently. So we, we lost several players along the way. So you're, you're didn't give, necessarily replace the quality. So you're so. giving you're giving two less from your like you're taking off two full points just because we didn't get visas. Not because we didn't get visas, because we should have had a different approach. He's to saying the visas. We, he's saying that we should have seen foreseen the visa problem. No, no, I know I know what he's saying. Coming. But you you think that with those five players we win the we win the league? Probably, yeah. Also, if we have Raymond Lee, probably win the league. <laughs> um, also, oh no, we agree there. Yeah, f- yeah. Fuck, if, fuck, letting him go. If we have a couple of other players, we probably win the league as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Also, if we have those players and just have a better showing, we don't have that as add that as an excuse hanging over our heads, and I get a higher score. I I think. I think the visa stuff. By the time, by the time this the summer when we start re, we start playing games again, I think it's out the window because we we had already started replacing. I mean, we signed several no, but players we we put so much in focus into those players. We could have just put the focus, put those dollars somewhere else. Instead, we allocated those dollars to guys that we had on amateur contracts or really low paying contracts and brought them into full time instead of bringing up starters that we would have had on the team potentially if we would have gone a different route. I don't, I, I, I understand your point. And that's where we need to get better at instead of, I don't know that living in the past is fair, but all of those players also played with us before. Um, There's a reason why we signed And understanding them. that maybe the resume was not going to be visa quality, so, even though talent wise, they absolutely were quality. So you're 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 base, and I, I completely see your point. You're basing that we almost built a core of guys that we already had that we should have gone. Maybe we shouldn't build the core around people who may not be able to even play in the league. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I don't think we have to worry about that anymore. I think that was a one-time issue. Which I love the, that. with the transition from amateur to pro. I, mean, I also it's, think it's, it's a not, little bit unfair. It's, it's not a one-time issue though, because it, this was this was something that happened. Like teams, and we weren't a professional team in 2019 in that that regard, but teams in 2019 were able to get visas for guys pretty easily. Things changed in the offseason. USL championship teams, teams that can get visas for a squirrel that came from Canada illegally, couldn't get visas for really good players, for for some really good players. Don't you hate on squirrels? I know. <laughs> like uh, nature's p- little speed bumps. Pl- man, how dare Pluey you? the wolf c- could probably get a visa. He got those butt scars in in previous years. So things things changed in terms of in terms of who the U.S. government was letting get a P one visa in mm-hmm. the off season. That I don't know if you could have. So you can you can make an excuse and lose, or you can be critical. And potentially win in the future by making adjustments. I, so if I sit here and go kumbaya over everything, then it's it's me accepting that I'm okay with what happened when it could have been better. And I'm very, very happy with the way the season went. And it could and should have gone even better. I See, I, I, 
I disagree that it's not a one-time issue because I think it is a it, one-time it is issue. It is absolutely not a one-time issue. Or, I mean, I don't think. We, do Do you think we're going to go after? Do you think we're going to go after seven seven players on the foreign market? No. This this year. No. It's not a one-time issue because now we can't bet that we're going to be able to get those visas. Until so, so, we, so until not we, a, so it, for me that's not an issue. Like that, no, no, we it, know going no, in. No, it's a hundred percent still an issue. Now we're going to be smarter. To Smitty's point, we're going to be smarter going in. But it is not a one-time issue. It's not a one-time issue because the challenge still remains. Now we're going to be smarter this time. You live and you learn, whatever else. And I disagree strongly, but that's the whole point of this, like this this question, right? Like I disagree strongly with Smitty's grade, but like that's also what makes this whole question interesting. Also, I think we 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 have an issue with the word issue. Because it's an issue for you because we can't use those visas. We can't rely on them being guaranteed. It's not an issue for me because we we can't rely on this on this issue. On, on How much money do you guaranteed. think we spent applying for those visas? Uh, I mean, I've never applied for a P one visa before, but I know that we we've had conversations. We understand roughly. It's it's probably it it's not small. It's not. I mean, it's it's some, it's some, a few thousand dollars probably. I think it's about five grand a player, in in administrative fees. Guess what? That fees. can go towards salary. Like, I mean, uh, again, like this it, is not this is not an have issue to, going we have to forward be for me. Smart. We're not gonna. We're not going to be a really good team, and we proved that this year. We didn't. We didn't. We weren't. Uh, we were a good team, and we didn't get that way by just being better. We got that way by being smarter. We had incredible coaching and incredible hard work, and then finding weird pieces and finding ways to highlight what their strong suits were so that they were able to shine. Because guess what? Darwin Lom is not a finished, polished product. Ian McGrath isn't either, but we found ways to make them shine. Shout out Fuller. We have to do that in the front office as well with how we're setting up everything. So let's put... By the the way, if you're listening to this, that's basically the Chattanooga FC experience. I, sure. w- I would think going yeah. forward. So let's put a, let's put a pin in this conversation because this is also something that when we talk about when we have a rosterbation episode, we talk about the roster and what we're looking at for this next year. We can definitely dive further into this. Let's put a pin in actually a pin in that conversation because I think we will redo mm-hmm. a portion of that conversation when we talk about roster construction for the next year. Um, and I'll give you my grade. So I I I think it's still an eight for me. Um, I think it's basically the same in the sense that I think the, the reason it's the same. And, the, and one of the reasons I asked the question is I wanted to know if things changed. And for Smitty, they did change. Like the tournament was a whole separate thing from the year. Um, for Jay, it it was it, it didn't change much. For me, it doesn't change much. And for Matt, it did change a little bit. Matt's grade actually went up because of Oakland. Um, I'm going to stick it with an eight. I think the culmination of the year was the tournament. Um, I think that if you had polled me at different times during the year, you I would have done wildly different, wildly different expectations, <laughs> but I think if you would if you had asked me, um, if you had said, "Hey, Andrew, at the beginning of the year, um, you can take a tournament uh, berth as the number one seed, quote unquote, in your region, and you'll make it to the like the semifinals, and it'll mm-hmm. be a good game," I'd have said, "Fuck yeah, yep," and and and. And that's based on that's not even based on like the trials and tribulations. You could have asked me that back in February, when when I believe, and we'll we'll talk about this in, in the new year, like when we look at our New Year's resolutions that we gave for the club last year, and when I go back and listen and tally those up and see what we said, and then we can make some New Year's resolutions for for 2021 for the club, what we want the club to do in 2021. I think that we would have all said, or at least me, I should say, I shouldn't say all. I think I would have said in February or January, like. Those are good results, and and so I'll give it an once, eight. 
regardless of what happened, it doesn't matter what happened between. I think that it was a good result. Once the once the not schedule, great, good. Once the schedule came out for the the spring season, you eyeball on those teams. I mean, like, I th- I think our our like best realistic goal was we need to finish top half. Like Oakland's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think Cal United was was going to be really really good. And and Detroit was going to be up there too. And and if we could be, we were if, hoping if, to be if, around fourth place. If we can get if we can get top four in that group, and then just like get into a one off type situation, that's that's what we were hoping for going in before everything got disrupted. And we ended up still getting there in the end. And I think, uh, I think it was good. So let's talk real quick about the the cool thing that happened in the tournament, which was that it was broadcast on BN Extra. BN did not, BN not only carried all of the games, but they produced uh, a portion of them. They had, um, anyway, there were, there was a, a full-time announcing crew for every single game. There was real cameras. Owen Seaton, shout out Owen was up there heading it up on the league level. He was the one supervising the production on as, as the league representative. They actually had a, a production company that was paid to do that. Um, so yeah, that was really, really cool. I thought that they knocked it out of the park. Um, I would give the, I would give the stream a 9.5 out of 10 based on what I would have given as expectations, because this was the league's first time ever doing a big televised thing. They did have a few flubs, but I would think all of them were fixable and preventable. And they did fix all of them, except for some really bad graphics as well. Take off a 0.5. But seriously, the everything, but the, everything, but the bad graphics they fixed, right? They made, if they made a small error, they fixed it. And they, they continue to fix those things, and they continue to put in a really, really, and I, I no pun intended, no joke intended, a really professional experience, and that's how a, a professional broadcast should mm-hmm. look. And I hope, knock on some wood, that we, we might see a few more, I'll knock as well, uh, we might see a few more games on BN Extra. You just got to knock on Matt's knee. Hey, or George Washington's teeth. Um that was turned out to be a myth. I found out the other day they weren't actually made of wood. Jesus, um, but I, dig- I digress a lot. <laughs> Holy shit! Where did this come from? The shit you learn in this podcast. Holy shit! Or or the things you don't learn. Um, but I, I I do think it was really 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 good. I hope we can see that uh, not just in a bubble format, but I hope we can see some sort of collaboration. I don't know if we'll ever have them as a full time streaming partner. Maybe you could see a game of the week. Maybe you could see a game of the month. Maybe you could see the I don't know. Maybe you see playoffs on BN. I don't know, but maybe you see something going. I would. Forward. I would like for the league and its teams. To take and it was better the, than my Kuju. To take the next How step. How dare you put them in the same sentence? Yeah. Listen, that's that's not as hot of a take as my grade. <laughs> Matt, keep going because I there's agree. Few, fucking, there's few things as hot of a take. As I 100. <laughs> I 100 agree with what Matt's about to say. Keep going, Matthew. I think I think the the BN stuff is is was cool and it was good. Uh, but I think more importantly, in, in like this act, like Smitty kind of dovetailed it right there, being a little sarcastic. It as, as a professional league, it it is important in the next year to hold that standard that we take the mm-hmm. next step. Yep. So like, absolutely. What do you think maybe, the next step looks like? Maybe our games aren't always on TV or on some uh, some you know online streaming platform. Maybe they're not all on my doo doo ESPN Plus or something like that. No, but, they can still be on there as long as they're somewhere else that we can actually watch them. But I, I want to see, I want to see a little bit more production quality. Yep. I want to see a little bit more three camera angle, uh, multiple cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout out Michigan Stars. Yeah, I, I, I want to see, I, I want to see like just the next step. It doesn't have to be a ton. It doesn't have to be you know this 
full-blown truck, you know, 18-member crew productions, things like that. Uh, because I understand that, like, these things take some time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if it's you a look lot at... Of, it costs a lot of money, too. I forget you, how much it costs, if, but Owen broke it down. If you look at oh, the... I can tell, it costs a bunch. It costs about ten grand a game if you have a one-off game. Yeah. So anyone... And this... this I'm, I'm, I'll let you keep going, Matt. But if any team that wants to just call and have a one-off game and say, hey, Mr... TV truck, please bring your you and your producers for this game. It's roughly ten grand, and that's kind of as low as it gets for a one-off. Now, if you book a whole season, you might be able to get some money off of that and whatever else. But it's about ten grand, and that's industry wide. So Detroit mm-hmm. would have to pay roughly ten grand. We would have to pay roughly ten grand per game, wherever you are. And in big cities like New York, it might be more. Like ten grand a game is nothing to sneeze at. And even if they were able to book it out for the entire season, let's say they get it down to seventy-five hundred or seven grand or something it's still a lot of money for teams to book out real tv broadcasts for every game keep going matt uh i i was going to make a point about about the you know the other lower league in the usl they took their sweet time putting together broadcast stuff in their in their existence i mean they were on uh you know they i mean they had some real crappy streams way back in the day and they they were on youtube forever then, then they invested then they invested in production quality had everything on youtube and then eventually moved over to ESPN Plus. Yeah, which, uh, which by the way we and they paid to be on ESPN Plus their first year. And now they actually yes, got real money, and they, and they make a little bit money back now on that. And, and it's what we've complained on this podcast that that we should be doing is not being on my doo doo, but actually being on YouTube, which is a better platform for user experience for a myriad of reasons that we don't have to like dive back into. But what matters is what seemed to happen for this bubble is that they seem to take the next step forward. And like you said, they have to continue to do that, but it looked like they for once, or I shouldn't say for once, that's maybe not, that's not fair, but this was not that. So NPSL, this was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yep. This was the right step at the right time with the right execution. Yeah. I, I think, I think, uh, and for something that got thrown together, the, the entire bubble was thrown together. The la- kind of the last minute, not, not truly fully last minute, but this was not a thing they planned on all year. This is a thing right. they did because of the pandemic. Yeah. So th- I, and that goes into my grade of 9.5. Like, yeah. I think it was a really, really good job. I would like for somebody to go, because just a lot of CFC fans sometimes don't understand how much things cost. And they say, well, no, we totally have the budget for that. <laughs> I'd like for you to guess the fucking amount of one of those cameras that they used at that. Mm-hmm. tournament well, well jay why don't you tell me what one of those cameras i don't know cost? what they used <laughs> but if they use anything like a venice or anything with sony glass we're like 120 to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a camera and then you got to rent those out so it's like the thing is is like that's why it costs 10 grand to put a game on and right. exactly and when what we're thinking about here is like while i while i don't like my kuju my kuju has done decent when people have the right infrastructure. That's the thing. Not the, necessarily. When, so, so, so when, not, not all the time, but when, when you, when you put those two together though, your higher standard, maybe it's not a TV truck, but it's like serious investments in how you stream your game and in what infrastructure. you're bringing. In infrastructure. And yeah. that's why I like, yeah. and I, and shout out Owen, I'm really glad we have Owen on our side because he has a, a lot of experience in that, and I think he can like pull some tricks up his sleeve to where we don't have to have a TV truck every game. Listen, Nisa is always going to have some sort of relationship with Mike Kuju so that we can have our games on uh, offshore betting sites and, and, and casinos around the world. That's, like, gonna, that's fine. That's going to go well. 
I'm That's just a good like, idea. Guys that are <laughs> guys happen. that are guys that are making you know between like around two thousand a month. The two thousand dollars. How dare you? Two thousand dollars a month. You know, plus housing or whatever. Like you think you can't buy them off for a game? Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, let's actually move to some season awards. Uh, this is not something I've thought of, um, but let's do this really quick. Maybe you guys have Rapid thought of fire. it. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. So I'll, I'll go first. I'll, I'll just read these and I'll go first um, while you guys think. So season awards, offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Darwin Lom. And here's why he was not on the roster initially. Um, and we'll go into our, when we do our roster breakdown, remind me to explain to you why Smitty, I, I disagree with your replacement take, because I think Darwin is a direct replacement for you've got one example. some of the players. Um, I have one for each one. I thought of them while you were doing it, but we're not going to okay. do it now. But my point is like, let's talk about it later because I think it'll be interesting. But w- the reason I think this matters uh, that he wasn't there at the beginning is that he really changed the offensive kind of look of our team. Once he made his way in, he wasn't there in the independent cup he signed he was there in the independent cup but he wasn't a main starter is what i'm trying to say he wasn't there as a, he hadn't worked his way into the team he managed to get himself a red card like it was it was bad news bears at the end there and then he really redeemed himself in the best possible way he worked himself into the national team um not just one time but now he's got two goals so i would i would i'll give it to darwin as, as the offensive player of the year for me and defensively Boy, well, why you think on that? Darwin had played in eleven games this year, made eight starts, four goals, one assist, and one hockey assist. And he was he was our one of our only ways to create a goal by himself. He was one of the only players that was dangerous all by himself. Um, was he our leading scorer this year? No. Uh, if you count Z- the Zeka was our leading scorer this if year. If you count the entire season, all games, not even close. Uh, but he scored all. Oh yeah, Ian all O'Brien his, scored a bunch at the beginning. He, yeah. But he scored all of his goals in in, in Nisa, games, yeah. in Nisa play. And let me check the Metro Louisville because that's the only wild card for Darwin. Okay, so defensively, um, I'm going to go with Richard Dixon. I don't think that's much of a stretch. Um, if you just look at, and I base this on, if you look at how good we were when he played and how good we were when he didn't. Um, it was like night and day. It was not just play as he was an absolute stopper and sweeper in the, not in the positional sense, but in the just stopping balls one-on-one and going and getting the ball, but also just leadership wise. You could see the defense was better organized and performed better when he was around. So uh, yeah, uh, Richard Dixon and Darwin are my two. And you don't, anyone can, you, there, there's no need on this one to pick different players, by the way. Um, just give your, give your player, Matt, who are you going to go with? Uh, offensively, I'm going to go with, the focal point of our offense. Uh, and that's Ian McGrath. Um, he had eight goals this year. Uh, granted, three of them were in, in the Nisa portion. He was also injured for yeah. a couple of those Nisa games. Um, and coming back and trying a, to get healthy. For away, the yeah. away at Oakland, uh, a penalty kick at Michigan Stars, and then the Oakland bubble game were his three, mm-hmm. his three mm-hmm. Nisa goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he scored a bunch in the Open Cup, had a couple against Metro Louisville. Uh, but more importantly than than the goals, and he had an, an assist somewhere in there as well, I think for for Beamett in the Independent Cup. More importantly than the goals, McGrath was how the offense happened, because uh, because we played so direct this year, uh, and and he was a weapon both in uh, in, in in open play and on set pieces where we scored all of those goals all season long. We scored more goals on set pieces in in meaningful like Nisa. Nisa style games than we did uh, goals from open play. 
Yeah. And it's not particularly close. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about how um, good we were on set pieces this year. And and I think I think his uh I, I think he he makes us he he essentially in his role makes our 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 team be the best we possibly can be offensively. If we're playing the same way we played, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We the whole offense was built around him in a good way. Yeah. Uh, uh defensively? Yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a little slightly different angle. Uh I'm going to go with with a non field player, Alec Reddington. Uh, and, and the reason, damn it, you stole my idea. And the reason is, you can still go with the same one. Alec Reddington <laughs> was not supposed to be the starter going in. That's a good point. He stepped up, uh, was given an opportunity, earned that number one spot. Uh, after after Phil left the club in the summer, um, and and just was a great was a great keeper for us. Uh, he was rewarded with the with an all Nisa all Nisa team spot, uh, I think deservedly, uh, and I think he really made the leap, and uh, I mean just save after save uh, under pressure. Um, yeah, I think I think he's the a lesser man would have would have not protected our goal as well. He was he was the best goalkeeper in Nisa. He's nineteen. Like he was great, arguably, yeah, uh, arguably best. I mean, not arguably great, arguably the best. Yeah, uh, let's mix it up a little bit. I went Jay last time first. Smitty, why don't you go first? Well, we'll leave Jay till last. Ooh. Now, now, now I got to say no. So, <laughs> so quickly, I will say Ian is my offensive player of the year. Um, defensively, I think a little bit differently. I'm going to go with Nick Spielman. Um, talk about a pleasant surprise somebody that was not expected to contribute greatly but was absolutely a rock as we continued to move into the season he got better every single game he also got more important every single game and we also played better fun fact about nick spielman he was our cfc 2020 minutes leader uh made played in every in every game all season long all 14 games started in the 13 post uh post covid games or during covid games i should say uh and of those 13 games that that happened independent cup nisa the friendlies at the end he played every single minute of every single one of those games also fun fact if the visas don't get denied it's probably not on the roster go ahead jay um talk about taking your chance so offensive player of the year i'm gonna have to go with ian as well from a creation standpoint, uh, just held the standard. And then defensively, I'm going to go Dicks. Um, I don't really know why. I think I, I, I think stepping in, stepping in and having a leadership role and playing defense is what you expect out of most defenders. Um, but from a right back slash more of a right wing back, I feel like it's more difficult to orchestrate from the side, but he seemed to do a really good job in keeping guys in check and, and then we running moved a, him to the center. A, well, and then he got moved to the center, <laughs> which is arguably a harder job, right? Not not like because he's a right wing back, like then playing right center back, right? Then we brought in Sean, who played who played left center back, right? By the way, I I was considering saying Sean. I Russell. almost I almost I, said Sean I, Russell I, as well. Yeah, because the team very the team when when he started playing, the team's fortunes really turned around. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said, Rich. I mean, 
I don't know, di- just direction-wise, it, it felt good. Like, sometimes if your team doesn't have a solid... We didn't have, like, a... like a. I wouldn't say our, our back line was unbreakable. But when you have a solid back line, things move forward from there. There's... I, I almost... I, I think I also, like, slightly discount, like, what Rich brings to the table. Like, there's a reason why he's our best player, folks. Yeah. Like, there's a reason for that. Uh, and I think I was just trying to use my spot to highlight highlight someone off the beaten path. That's um, good. Comparatively, so um, I w- I will say that we 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 skipped over one. What who gets the team spirit award? Oh, that's what that that's labeled. Okay, team spirit. I did not when I read that on the prompt. I I I was thinking I was thinking about our previous conversation, which was how team spirit was such a um a strength this year, and I was like, oh, we've already covered that. I'll skip that. Good, uh, good. Thank you, producer Jay. I think that's I think that's a good one to so go pr- over. So, and producer choose. Jay, let me ask you. Let me put that. I hadn't thought at all about this, so. Let me put that straight back to you then. Team Spirit Award. I I'm gonna go back to a lot of what Matt has already said and echo it. And I think Alec Reddington gets Team Spirit Award because he came he came in my, like like wasn't expecting to be starter, and then got his opportunity and just ate it up from some from private conversations I've had with him to see his excitement and like his drive and like willingness to like go balls to the absolute wall with for CFC. I give it to Alec Reddington. Yeah. Matt? Um I'm going to go uh I'm going to go Sean Russell here. Okay? Uh cuz he's an, he's an absolute warrior. Uh worked worked his butt off every single every single play he was out there. Uh sometimes made mistakes and just tried to play straight through it like it didn't happen. Um, in a good way. In a good in a good way. Uh, didn't take shit from no one. Uh, beat Jack McInerney's ass. Fuck Jack Mac. Uh, like he he encapsulated everything I love about about this team. Uh, you know he was he was let go by by Ford Madison. Uh, they didn't think he was good enough. But also, do you know his path to pro? Yeah. Oh yeah. You can talk about this. His, so his path to pro was that he he couldn't get a pro look. And he just couldn't get one. And then he went to Richmond and essentially we need to have him on the pod for a, a he's been on the pod, but he's not been on the pod for a, a, to talk about himself. But basically he was, uh, first of all, Gucci and Yewu convinced him in a camp like, Hey, you need to switch to left center back from left back. So he switched to left center back. And then he went and signed, basically signed up to practice with Richmond. And he said, I'll practice with you. You don't have to pay me. You don't have to do anything. I'll just show up for practice every day. And as long as you let me practice, like I'll just be a practice player. So I, I think he was driving like an hour round trip or an hour and a half, or maybe it was two hours. I don't know. It was a long way round trip each time just to practice. He was getting, he was, he had no contract. He had no anything. And he, he eventually like two or three games from the end of the season, they finally had an injury crisis. They gave him a contract. He got an appearance and then he like made the bench in the playoffs and he may, maybe he made a, a quick appearance, but he got his first professional contract and then he was able to go on at Fort Madison. But basically the stick to the 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 real like pressure uh, that he put on himself and, and then never quitting like that's that's a absolute uh, absolute warrior. But but he's he's the kind of guy that I think I think we see, uh, or the kind of guy that we'll see o- over the next few years uh, that that can end up in Chattanooga. Someone that's not wanted somewhere else because they don't see what what he has in terms of what he can do, uh, and and we bring him in and he and he fits. Perfect. He fits perfectly with what we're trying to do. Brian Beeman's a great example of that as well. Two guys, two guys that fit. shout out Brian for shout helping out. Sean get 
Yeah, yeah. Ro- roommates, Coach. roommates, and teammates in uh, at Forward Madison, and, and two players that I think fit both on the field and off the field. Right. Yeah. Like those two guys fit the culture of Chattanooga, and and if you guys haven't listened to to Sean's uh, the episode Sean was on, it was uncomfortable conversations. And 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 I implore you if you haven't listened to it, if you only listen to one other podcast besides the one you're currently listening to. That is the most important episode we've ever done and maybe the most important episode we'll ever do. And Sean plays an integral ro- role in that as one of the as one of the guys driving the conversation. Uh, Smitty, do you have a team spirit award? Um, I'm going to say Clayton Adams just Ooh, for his celebration after his <laughs> one. I love it. Uh, I'm going to say Juan Hernandez. So Juan came in as team captain. Um, he gets denied a visa and he had a choice. Uh, you know, as an amateur soccer player this year, which he was for us, he didn't get paid. They couldn't pay him. He couldn't be legally uh, a paid soccer player. And and I know, as far as I know, he get, he did the same amount of coaching he's always done with the academy. He did he fulfilled all of his obligations with CFC, including the coaching that he does with CFC, which is some strength and conditioning work. And he was the captain, both playing as well as being a leader in the locker room. And he never missed a beat. And and he was playing essentially for free this year. I shouldn't say essentially. I think he probably got paid for a, a maybe maybe he got paid for a couple months before they filed for his visa and he I don't know. I don't know how that worked. But bottom line is he never got his visa so he never got his professional payment and he still played as if nothing had changed. And oh by the way, he playing switched for the shirt. positions this year. And he switched positions and everything else. And I just think it takes a lot. I think a lesser player and a lesser man would have given up some of that responsibility maybe. Maybe would have you know, been a player, but not been the same. And he, I didn't see any difference. And I think this is probably news to a lot of people that he wasn't getting paid to play this year. And I hope he gets paid to play next year and, you know, all of that stuff goes well. And yeah, I, I love Juan and I'm, I'm happy that he was still here. Okay. So also I can't, I'm, I'm wild, wild card kind of uh, honorable mention. Cause I don't think you, I don't think, a conversation about team spirit can happen without mentioning Zeka. Oh, good point. We've, we've mentioned the kind of reasons about, about Zeka's Renaissance at the end. Uh, but like, that's, that's just like Zeka is everything that Chattanooga FC should be a guy who comes here to play soccer and then calls this place his home. And he will call this place his home. I mean, now that he's done playing soccer, I mean, he could move away, but currently he's still here. This Chattanooga's still home. It's where he met his wife. It's where he makes his home. He just got a new job. Shout out Zeka. He's got a Look new job. That. Yes. Yeah. I saw Agatha not too long ago. Yeah. Awesome. It's Super awesome. dope. Anything? Anything left to add, boys? I will say, I one wild card on that, and then I kind of want to wrap it up for this because yeah, I, I sure. do have something special I want to say. Um, Coloco would be also one guy that embodies coming in and absorbing the culture. Oh yeah. Shout um, out David. Yeah. He he did a real good job of that. There's two goodbyes that we're going to do here. Wait, 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 wait. wait what, anyone know what episode David Coloco was on? Well, he, him and he Ryan. Was on, he was on Episode 30, September 9. My birthday is when it came out. Episode 30, David Coloco and Ryan Marcano. He was They're also really on Uncomfortable Conversations. He was also on Uncomfortable Conversations. So, Thanks, buddy. Go ahead, Jay. So we've talked about Zeka um, in like what you just said. Like Literally, Zeka is the model CFC player for what we want people to be. But there is another legend that is saying goodbye to CFC from a work standpoint. Mm. And that is... Reed Farnsley. Reed Farnsley. And so I felt like you can go back and listen to Wooly versus Farns. Here comes Breezy. He's got his phone out. He's going to tell us what episode I'm looking it for is. what episode. Not Wooly versus Farns, but 
Wooly and Fonda. So it was episode 18. That was February 10 of 2019. Wow. Or 2020, I guess. 2020. God, that feels like so long ago. Yeah, Wooly and Farns. Uh, one of the longest podcasts we've done, but not one of the longest podcasts uh, after edits. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Uh, what, but one of the funnest podcasts we've ever done, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Reed, many laughs. Reed is a solid guy, man. Reed is one of the the coolest people I know. Reed helped me get to where I am today, and I will always give him credit for that because he was a stand-up professional, really awesome guy who gave me a lot of tips when I worked in the CFC office, and I would think things one way, and sometimes you just need another voice to tell you something different, and Reed was always that for me. So shout out Reed and whatever, shout out Reed. Whatever you do. So from CFC's first employee, he was CFC's first CFC's full-time employee, f- mm-hmm. and he was an employee pretty much before that, but <laughs> wasn't paid, but right. was doing it anyway. And also yep. former CFC player. Mm-hmm. Yes, former CFC. Two player. years played played for CFC. Two years. Don't ever let him convince you that he wasn't. He a will CFC literally player. tell you that he wasn't. But 2000, shut up, Reed. You were. 2010 and 2012. <laughs> I believe that's right. Shout out Reed Farnsley. I felt I felt like that was um, something we needed. Of course, to say. good point. Very good point, yeah. producer Jay. This is why you're producer. Yeah. All right. Anything left? I got to take a dump. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> all right, boys. Listen. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for uh, all the fun that we've had this year. Thank you for if you've tuned back in after our long break. Thanks for tuning back in. We love you, and we'll see you soon. Do we want to do social media outro? Sure. Why don't you give your social media handles, Matthew, where they can find you on the Webernets? You can find me on Twitter at WhiskeyIsFine. And you can find me on Instagram at IamKinnickLeo. Smitty? I am on Instagram at AsmittyNose. All right. I believe you have another Instagram handle. I mean, I do, but it's not CFC related, so it's not important. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. I'll, I'll accept that. Jay? Um, I am on Instagram at letter J anywhere you can find the section 109 pod and don't at me, especially you fucking Detroit fans on my personal profile because it's for Titans and Braves and Preds. <laughs> what about you, Breezy? You can find me on the internet. See you boys. Fuck Detroit. <laughs>